Knife Nuts podcast. It's been a very long time. It's been a very, very long time. January felt like a million years. And uh, we're actually joined with a special guest to ring in season three. This I'm, I'm calling it now. This is episode one of season three. And we're joined with none other than Liang Ma. Say hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, Liang. That was, that was uh, boisterous. I like it. <clears throat> Good. Keep the energy going. I felt like a little kid when he said it. <laughs> like when Jake's mic was up. <laughs> Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> do you do children's birthday parties? You... Uh, only when I'm forced to. <laughs> he, he, he actually, that was his first job, but he got too many complaints about scaring the children. <laughs> that would be true. I mean, most of the time, kids don't smile around me. <laughs> That's Mommy! They so wanted like, balloon animals and they kept getting knife designs. <laughs> hey, man, the eating tool is pretty kid friendly. Yo, that's how we're going to start this episode because I know the story of the eating tool and I bet no one else does besides Liang Ma. Oh, go ahead. Tell me. Tell me okay, tell me. so what if I told you that the eating tool was designed so that Leon could get chicks? That would be a surprise because I had one and uh, bitches were not going wild for it. I'll be honest. He designed that to get laid. Am I wrong, Leon Ma? That is very wrong, but I Leon did Ma. design it for women. <laughs> huh, that's so weird. Yeah. I, like, all you guys cut out. Okay, well, now you got something else to cut out, Dave. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, you design, you definitely design. Oh, let me let me set it up again. <laughs> so, Corey. So, Leon, you design. Uh, this is what we're trying to get come across here is that you designed the Eaton tool to get laid. No, I designed the Eaton tool for women, but it wasn't for that. <laughs> Even though I wish it would work, but it never did. Just when you're eating Mad Box, you need something no, to wait. take it with. No, wait. Now, wait. <laughs> So let's set up. Let's set this up. You're 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 bachelor Liang Ma. You're on the dating scene, and you're out with a girl, and you're you say, you know, what what do you do for a living, Liang Ma? And you're like, I design knives. And then and they that, get a little freaked out. That will never ever ever be said during the first date. Yes, that happens right. like if the, if it may, if she makes it to like the fifth date, yeah. that's when like that comes out. Great sidebar. So, when do you guys tell people that you're into knives? That you, you know, I just met. Ooh, I just told my doctor yesterday, and I've been going to him for 10 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Uh, wow. I think it's so ingrained in my, you know, DNA at this point that it kind of comes up naturally. Mm. I, I'll usually wait maybe like a, you know, couple months after meeting someone to really just kind of spring it on them. I can't, I can't do that anymore. I, I, the auditioning process for people in my life has to be cut short. That's true. Huh. I, I, if they can't handle it, they, I just don't need to be around them. That's but, Leon, wow. I just need you to tell me about how you got laid because you made a spoon. Well, that never happened. So I got paid for the spoon, but the whole laid part never, ever worked Was out. there any jokes about, hey, do you want a spoon with me to win or something? <laughs> Yeah, usually with other guys. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. So you'd be out on a date. You'd be out on a date. You you and you you whip out your your spoon. No. And you're that like, doesn't even happen. I designed this thing that you can 
that you can use as a spork or open bottles. I promise you I didn't make it so that I could eat your brains. I was I going for a different it. eating direction. And then, and then like, uh, so people, so women can put it on their keys and then, like, punch out people if they were, if they were getting bothered and shit. But yeah. women never saw it that way. They were like, oh, no, I'm not going to carry a sport for self-defense. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. You can eat your yogurt with it and and knock someone the F out. <laughs> 2019 is to let people know that you eat ass and you take it very seriously. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the that's the new second base. If a girl really knows that she's gonna get it when you have a sport for eating that's ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So for those of you that don't know what the Eaton tool is, it was a very it is a very successful product released under CRKT. Um, and it's very popular with the camping and outdoor uh, uh, what's it called enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and it's still into produ in production today. They make it in like tons of materials and different colors. and I'm sure you still get royalty checks today. Yes, yes, I do. Nice. So let's dive in with that. I mean, you have a prolific history with CRKT, uh, with custom makers, and so and now you've gone full tilt into your own production line. So there's a lot to catch up on. You just came back from Shot Show, which was your first time exhibiting at such a gigantic uh, venue. So yeah. we want to hear more. We're going to actually dive deep into this other stuff at Shot Show. Get your opinions on that. And learn about your journey as we go through today. Does that sound like fun? Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. I hope I hope people are patient and, uh, you know, can sit down and listen to all this. What's <laughs> nice is they can also pause and come back to it later. Yeah. Or as some of our listeners do, they listen to it over and over again, which I just don't understand. <laughs> wow. I can barely listen to it once when I'm editing it. Well, let's, let's get some of the other stuff from SHOT Show off the table, since we have Leong Ma here, who is basically our correspondent while yeah. he was there. <laughs> okay, so to be honest, I didn't get to see anything because I was stuck at my own booth the wow. whole time, right? This is going great so far. <laughs> yeah. Our man in the field didn't work. And that no. was it. It was like me standing behind my table, and that was it. I mean, I got to like, walk to go collect my... Uh, new product display and it waited for like an hour and a half to go get it and that was it <laughs> that's, that's tough because that's that's a real long show too so that's tough yeah. to be there for all week man yeah i mean it's like oh my god i mean if if there weren't people coming to my table and then like people who were actually nice enough to do like interviews and stuff i think i'll just like fall asleep somewhere in the corner or something <laughs> but yeah well, the booth looked yeah. great, and I know uh, you had Blade HQ come around and do an interview with you. Uh, yeah, maybe even a great. couple more. I don't remember, but uh, you have a huge catalog. That's, I mean, unprecedented for someone for a knife designer to come to uh, a show with. So that was really cool. Um, there were a couple of standouts for me, but from companies that I really wasn't expecting. We could talk about Spiderco. We can talk about ZT's offerings. Uh, Kershaw's offerings themselves were a little bit weird too. We don't but... even need to talk about them. They're bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I'm slightly more optimistic than Dave, but not by much. About what? Okay. What, what so... about ZTs? I gave them the lineup of the year 
last year, if you listen to our last episode, coincidentally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what about the 2019 lineup gives you any kind of hope? Okay. They not, fucked it. They they kind of did. I mean, that little tiny... What? I, I don't even know what yeah, that, that was called. heralded the 0022, the heralded return of Tim Galleon. And that's what we get? This little... Dingus, dingleberry of a knife. And then two designs we've already seen. Like, what? I know they'll release more throughout the year, maybe one or two more. But we'll, no, no. This shit sucks. The 2019 sucks. This whole shit's garbage, dude. Okay, so Spider Co. had the FRN, P, uh, you know, Para 3. Ill. Oh, that, was, that was a smart move. Yeah, so I it's think, a smart I think move. It's, it's not sexy, move. but it's. No, smart. it's not sexy. It's smart. Yeah. But Lightweight Manix 2 did well for Smart them. is sexy, guys. What are you a sapiosexual? Spare me. Okay, I will spare you. But okay, let me let me present you with some other things. Okay, uh, do you want like the weird thing or the surprisingly kind of? I kind of want that thing. I th- I think I know where this is going. What's the thing that you surprisingly want? And Levon is gone. What? He got disconnected. <laughs> I don't Man. know why. Let's uh, go ahead and. So do you stitch this back in together? Yep. Okay. Yeah, but this usually it doesn't happen this many times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. It was raining here quite a bit, like an hour ago. It stopped. We have like freezing rain. Yeah. So I when he gets back in, though, weren't aren't we going to lose all his? Uh, no, they ch- they changed that. And also, I have oh. the backup recording going. Um, but they did. I wrote them an email, and they actually implemented a change where if you get disconnected. His computer decided okay. to install an update. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's, that's funny. Basic <laughs> <laughs> <Amazing> start. <laughs> so, did any of you guys make it out to Shasha yourself? No, none of us did. Let's just keep going without him. He'll join back in. Well, well, have you guys been to Shasha? I have. Who's that? I had no. I Brian. have not hey, been Brian. there yet. I do, man. Okay. So when you go and you're not an exhibitor, I mean, it's like kind of like really cool because you get to see like everything, right? And you walk so much, you never imagine all these companies that are there, right? Oh my and God, it's huge. You get to see like everything that they're coming out with that year and handle all the guns, handle all the knives, handle all the gear and everything else. It's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a mind-blowing experience the first five times you go to SHOT Show. And then after that, you're like, wow, man, I am super tired, you know, but you're, and, and you still want to see more because you're like, I hope I don't miss anything, you know? And so it's, I, I would say that you guys should go. You guys should definitely go. I think and so. It's a blast. Next year, I will have a 10 by 10 booth. So you guys can actually sit down and hang out if you guys want to go. Oh, I'm in. You know? It's really yeah. been the place for production knives, which is really interesting and kind of strange at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's strange how it began like that. I mean, you still see like the really big guys, like you know Gerber and you know uh, Benchmade, Kershaw, Spyderco, and CRKT. These guys, they're like they have like humongous booths and tons of product. They have their designers there and everything. Humongous and then you booths. see. Like, <laughs> Booths. <laughs> oh, booths. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's why Sorry. I too. It was too it's close. My, I got excited. My, no, there was my, no booths. New York City accent. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's it's great. You get to handle everything that you want, and you're like, wow, you know. So yeah, you guys should definitely go. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's at this point in terms of production knives, it's completely eclipsed Blade. Like Shot Show is now where most of the major production companies are showing their stuff, and even right. smaller guys than like you are now. But you yeah, can't sell there. knives there, correct? So no, we we cannot sell knives there. No. So Can, for the average guy collector, it's not worth going if you're going to actually thinking you're going to go purchase shit. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of sounds like an industry show. Right, and the thing is, the average knife collector is not allowed to be inside shot show. Oh, really? Uh, it is only for the industry. Yeah, so it is an industry show, Dave. You have to belong to the NSSF. To be able to get inside, okay, and or have like you know be like a gun dealer, have a have a shop, uh, you know, be in uh, law enforcement or the military somewhere there where you can get into that show. Yeah, it's not it's not for anyone who's just gonna go in there and think that they will purchase uh, an item oh. from from any of the vendors. Oh, that changes things, but yeah. And it's, and and you know so we only like uh, we we only bring what we're showing. We don't bring like you know four or five of everything. Um, and you know people handle them. People give you some feedback if you're lucky. And then uh, most of the time it'll be like a dealer or you know a distributor for another country or in the U.S. and they tell you if they want to put an order or not. Oh, so it's 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 a. I'm guessing that's most of the people that are coming by your booth are yeah sort of industry yeah. connections. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we do the show. I mean, like you know, you'll see guys from you know all around the U.S. that have like uh, uh, brick and mortar stores, and you know guys who are buyers for big chains, to you know uh, people from overseas who have stores or who are distributors overseas or, or dealers overseas. So you, you would normally not have access to them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we set up there. And, you know, it's 99% of sale is when someone actually handles a product and see how good it is. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not, I mean, you know, my knives are expensive. They're not cheap. That's true. And <laughs> it is um, like, if someone's able to handle the, the knife, then they can understand a little bit more about why I charge the way I charge. Absolutely. And actually, you know, it's a, a big help there for people that can't go, the average people like me. Um, the amount of press that's there these days, or by press, oh, yeah. the amount of nice stores that cover it in pretty good Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, now, I mean, in the last four or five years, it has really been like every dealer has like uh, like press people. You know, people who upload videos and people who talk about the products and stuff like that. And I think it's it's just going to go towards that route more as uh, more more of us buy everything online. You know, yeah. we're not we're not going to go into. I don't even know where in Palm Bay, Florida, where I am, where I could buy the knives that I that I would want to buy. You know, probably nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. There are there are, really aren't that many stores that carry the kind of knives we want, truthfully. No, so. no, there aren't. So everything's going to be more online. So these uh, product videos and and just explanations, just to be able to show uh, a consumer everything about the product, I think will be 
the norm from now on. How annoying does it get doing the same spiel like for the fifth time? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm like okay. Did I say that the same way? You know, like did I miss or did I blurb something? Or, you know, so it's always like, yeah. I mean, that's concerning. And after like about two to three days, I start losing my voice at Shasha. I could only imagine. Yeah, the people that are a little more rough around the edges, like Brian, I can't imagine him doing five different videos with different oh my God. i hate i hate doing that <laughs> i hate doing that shit at blade so you know i i get typically at least five inter like video interviews at blade and um i hate it but i can't <laughs> imagine like you said doing it for five days and having to talk once yeah it's right tough. yeah 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 and you know like i hate looking at my own video like people be like, oh your video's up check it out yeah, I'm I don't like, watch them. Oh, I'm like, no way. <laughs> well, if anybody listening does videos, you know, um, what's the what's that front little picture? Always the thumbnail of what the video is going to be. What's that called? Thumbnail. Is it good? Like, thumbnail? Uh, yeah, it's just thumbnail. Okay, when you pick a thumbnail picture, stop making me look like a total fucking asshole. At least, at least <laughs> I know I know it's hard, but at least try to give me a normal fucking picture. Everybody they get, they get me making as I'm talking with this fucking retarded face. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I you know, you know, Brian. That's gonna be the normal thing now since you said it, right? Yeah, man. You're just encouraging everyone. Everyone has totally bought into your persona on here, so. <sighs> Erase that. Erase all that. <laughs> Don't worry, Brian. I'll just be one longer, long censored beep. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shasha, it's it seems more and more legit. I mean, especially uh, it seems like it's getting bigger, especially with the knife yeah. industry. And yeah, I don't know. And I think um, I think it's especially because now we have so many new like Chinese manufacturers. Oh, absolutely. And all of them are just looking for like a shot to get into the market, you know, besides just the, the, the big name brand dealers that are already online. They want like the guys that they can't reach. And that, that's one of the reasons why they're there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, they're popping up by like at one to two every, I don't know, six months you get a new one. So yeah. I, can't even I mean, you know, it takes a while for them to build up uh, a reputation. Yeah. And once they do, they they will work, you know, really hard to keep it, you know. And uh, so it's, it's you're going to see a lot more of that as, as time goes on. Absolutely. I don't yeah. want to pivot too far off of SHOT Show, but I do have a lot of questions about the, the Chinese knife industry since, you know, you're one of the probably few, if only Americans, that's actually visited Riyadh shop and, yeah. and stuff and you know it was a young john so uh -huh. i don't I, I mean i have a lot of questions about that but i don't know if we want to keep you know jake brian if you have more stuff about shot show you'd like to talk about first no get it get it while it's hot get it while you can i'm just gonna pop back in at some point oh, and totally i was on mute <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Shit, i've been talking that whole time and i'm like <laughs> Oh, Brian, yeah. Brian, now we know why they put that picture of you. It doesn't matter because exactly. I'm just going to bust in like the fucking Kool-Aid man and interrupt that... everything we're talking about anyway. I think yeah, he's so... done. So <laughs> ask, me, ask me the questions that you want to ask. Okay, sure. Uh, I mean, 
So your interview, I bet not many people remember this, but as a nerd, I remember it. The Modern Neanderthal podcast, you did that a couple of years ago, and that's not available anymore, but it was like the only glimpse into the Chinese knife industry. Uh-huh. And about just sort of how, what it's like in general. So I remember you saying that there are just like tons of machine shops and sort of everyone knows each other and sort of the yeah. distinctions between well, companies are less clear. It's like, so it's not like the, there are companies there, but because the town, I mean, the way China has uh, manufacturing, it's like everybody is located in one central town mm-hmm. for the manufacturing of knives and metal, anything metal. So you would go in there and there are actual factories for people who do everything from, you know, uh, getting the metal in and then they, uh, they see and see it. There's a YEDM factories. There are, you know, factories that only make uh, hardware. You know, everything that you could think of is located in the town. So instead of shipping something uh, to somewhere to get it water jet or to have it uh, wire EDM, they would just do it and it would be like maybe, you know, no more than 20 minutes away from where they are located. So everything is central, you know. So like for the pivots that I have on my knives, I actually work with the guy who has the Swiss screw machines to make my pivots for me, you know? And that is that is one of the things that, you know, you form a very close relationship with people that way. And that's why, they, you know, everyone kind of knows everyone. And if you screw one person over, forget it, you're done. You know, you'll be like known as the guy who screwed up. So like everybody has a very, it's a very tight knit community. They know one another and they know like, you know, their own business and it's a friendly competition, but it's still competition. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, n- I never really thought about the fact that they're all competing at this point. Cause it is getting pretty crowded now. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it is, it is, uh, going to be even more. Absolutely. You know? And then, you know, I, I have this theory, like, and I, and I told a few of my friends this because this all started about like four and a half, five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just like, you know, I bet these same OEM guys went to the went to the American companies that they were uh, producing knives for, and they were like, why do you keep producing this stuff? I mean, we can produce a higher end knife for you. It would just cost a little bit more. And they're like, nah, we're happy where we're at. And you know, all these Chinese companies were like, we can do better work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to bite some of the you know non-Chinese companies in the ass because the forty to fifty dollar to sixty dollar market is just being so dominated by like now Chinese knives, like we knives. The Civivi yeah. brand is crazy, and if yeah. Juan was here, he'd be talking about how insane the new Civivi knives are. But oh yeah, and, and they they are doing it. I mean, they are doing everything they can to break into that market. You know and all they need is like a contract from like Big Five or Walmart or Lowe's Absolutely. and, you know, that'll be it, you know? I, I mean, so, I think we has a chance of doing that. I mean, they have, what, 100 employees, over 100 employees at Weenhives? Yeah. Probably the same size as Kershaw. I mean, it's like, and everybody is like working, you know? It's like 
everybody's like they're working and working because I, I toured their factory too. Oh, okay. And, you know, it is, you saw everybody was just like, you know, grinding away, you know, it wasn't like someone was taking a coffee break or someone out smoking cigarettes or something. They were working. I mean, all the CNC machines were running. People were grinding. There was like people sitting around polishing blades to, you know, roughening out handle materials. And then, you know, it's like there's a lot of work that goes on that that people just can't imagine, you yeah. know? I mean, it could. It's, Levon's yeah. back. Levon is back. <laughs> he, oh. he missed a little bit. Jesus. Hey, how, was, how was that pizza, man? Oh, I wish I could go get a slice of pizza. <laughs> You're not leaving until the end of the episode now. So, so, what? Ah, I'm so mad. <laughs> it was bad timing on that. It just you missed I, so much. <laughs> I don't know, man. You missed a little. I don't know. Maybe not so much. We talked okay. about Brian being an asshole. I mean, well, that's uh, no. par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty complex. Cool. Show in China. Yeah. So, catch up. Okay. So, what I had before I had left, I had presented you guys a choice of items which I was curious about at Shot Show. But mm-hmm. is that no longer relevant to the conversation? We can jump back. No, no, no. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't talk about that at all. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, he just like told I said, us. I, did, he, I didn't. He just told it. us how the industry works in china like, oh yeah from the inside yeah because so yeah did you tell him about your insignificant trip? insignificant oh yeah in comparison. this is the third time i went in in, the, in uh december so i'll be going again in december if anybody wants to tag along yeah <laughs> that's an adventure i might make we'll that be, happen we'll be climbing some mountains and looking at more glass bridges too yeah i'm sure I'm, you're ready to, to do that again leon oh yeah dude i, I need to, i need to go work out for six months before i do that again i never yeah. felt so out of shape in my life <laughs> my mandarin's a little rusty <laughs> i can say ni hao ma and that's it i don't you think know, leon speaks mandarin so i don't speak mandarin i speak cantonese and the town that i'm in is canton so they all they all can speak Cantonese there. Oh, that's there you good. Go. You're good money. Yeah, yeah. But once you once I leave that town, I'm out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a quite a, quite a language barrier. Yeah, <laughs> between English and Mandarin. That's when Google Translate starts working. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah that that trip sounded like it was insane. Um, oh yeah based on our conversations and I'm sure what you caught these guys up on. Uh, but I do want to move back to a couple of the knives at SHOT Show. Um, and I want to get your reactions to them. I told you he was going to bust in here like Kool-Aid, man. And now we got to go back to SHOT Show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> go for it. Listen, this is the show, okay? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, you were breaking my balls when I had technical difficulties. Okay. No, I wasn't. When was I breaking your balls? I never have broken your balls, show. ever. You just sat there and laughed hysterically for five minutes straight. That, I'm, and I'm sure you guys were saying so much shit, I can only imagine. It'll be there. You'll have to, you'll have to wait and out. see. <laughs> I honestly can't believe I was able to jump back into this chat. It's Hey, the, the knife nuts, we swung the podcast, Dick, and I emailed them and they fixed the little issue about when people drop out. So now it's not a problem. 
Wow. The podcast dick swings yet again. Just slam it right down on the table in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you know you have the number two knife podcast in the world? Yeah. So, what I wanted to talk about was a knife from Sog, and I'm not even kidding. Oh, is it the the big Bowie? This I think it's the Terminus XR. No, I might be wrong. Again, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that would be a really cool name for it if it was. It would be. <laughs> Let's see. Um, right. Yeah, you look up the name, and I'll I'll talk about the. Oh name. no, the Terminus XR is the budget flipper knife with like the Axis style lock. Okay, well, this is this is slightly less budget because I think it's going to come in at retail or not at retail at like street price, probably around a hundred to hundred and fifteen dollars, which is pricey for a SOG or SOG or whatever you want to call this thing. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously it has plastic handles, housing and axis lock type situation, but the overall shape is really cool. The blade is, uh, a large broad Bowie made of S35VN. I did not so, catch that part. It's S35VN? Yeah. It's S35VN. So it's a, it's actually like a pretty serious serious knife. Well, that's where all the money went. Yeah, and apparently they had some uh, some special forces types taking it and testing it out, of course. Of course they did. So did and Emerson. One of the guys, they, they handed it to them so, and they handed it back to them. The thing was beat to hell and they said, what did you guys do with this thing? It's like, uh, we chopped down a tree with it. It's the Seal XR. Well, that's a really tactical name. It I is. I don't like it. Yep. Um, just guess how much it weighs. What? Uh, How's, how much does it weigh? 8.2 oh, I missed, ounces. I missed that whole part about the okay, knife. Okay, well, let's let's rewind. That, the yeah. knife, it's a big knife, though. It's not small. No, it's it's big. And I don't think... Eight, eight ounces is unreasonable for that size of knife. Did you see how ridiculous the blade is and stuff? No, it's definitely a big knife, but do you, do you carry any 8.2-ounce knife? I could carry an 8.2-ounce knife. I but mean, anyone could, to? unless you're nothing fancy, but do you want w- to? Would you want to? I mean... Leung smart. He's thinking. The chances of me wanting to carry a, a SOG at all is very slim. But... But this one... This, this one cool. seems pretty promising and i think i might want it just to beat the living hell out of it how much is it going to cost that's the real uh, i told you already it's going to be like 115 dollars street price okay that's yeah all right i can it's forgive actually it's wait. actually it's actually not that bad no that's pretty good for yeah i'm uh i'm actually not upset at that that's pretty good and you know that budget knife they had actually looked pretty good the terminus xr i agree the one with the flipper and the vdz uh, I, one i agree yeah. I agree. Well, good good for Sog. Do I so do I retract my statement about everyone having a terrible year except for Leong and now say that Sog is also having a decent year? Yes. Or going to have that. a decent year? You can All say right. that. So I want to turn my uh, attention towards artisan cutlery. <laughs> Boy do I regret giving them the most promising up and coming company. All right. Okay, let's let's they had some folders. All right. None of them really stuck out to me. But the thing that did was the they decided to release two um, non knives, but they one is a multi tool that is also a balisong and a switchblade. The other is a box cutter that is also a balisong and a switchblade. <laughs> Dude, they they they're gonna sell so many of those. Okay, so here's the other weird thing about Shot Show this year because everyone. 
and their mom, who owned a knife company, was up in arms because China was beating them to the punch because they were releasing so many models throughout the year, especially in 2018 and even 2017 really kind of set the bar for a lot of how this was going. Mm -hmm. So everyone is playing everything really close to the chest and only showing stuff that they're releasing within the next three months or so. But everything that I've seen, everything is coming out already. People already have this stuff in our hands. It doesn't help that we didn't record an episode in January, so we're kind of playing catch-up. <laughs> but you're now buying the knives that a lot of a lot of us saw for the first time at SHOT Show, including these weird Balisong Switchblade toys, right? Yeah. So I had a listener actually hit me up on Instagram saying that they purchased one of the switchblades uh one of these switchblade multi-tools uh and said that it is the worst balisong and the worst switchblade that he's ever <laughs> handled in his life uh he sent me a video uh of the action looking kind of lethargic for the switchblade and and he said there was so much play in the bally handles it was really just horrible to to even use <laughs> So I think I think the poor action had to do with the, the weight in the blade because it wasn't like a ground blade. It was like a huge bottle opener with like, uh, you know, bit drivers on it yeah, and stuff like that. It's a flat piece of steel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably part of the reason why the spring felt really soft. But I don't know. He was telling me it was pretty terrible. It's not going to stop them from getting reposted on all those bullshit like knife pages with like 800,000 followers that are just total spam. Oh, totally. It's, and they're going to... Artisan is never going to have to make another knife after that thing. It's the ultimate filthy casual knife. It truly is. The, the, of the funny thing casual. is to me is that everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to see them put like an M390 blade in it. And I was like, hey, guess what? That ain't going to happen. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the, the laws, uh, we've talked about the laws on, uh, on oh, importing yeah, and yeah, exporting yeah. balisongs and, and switchblades. So True. that ain't going to happen. So the Unless box they, cutter does it not come with the blade? You have to nope. put it in. You, have to, you put your own Smart. refillable razor blades in it, so you know, so you can, you know, hijack an airplane. <laughs> wow! Jeez, mm. I was gonna make that joke, but I decided not to. Yeah. I, I see you chose to go there. Whatever. I, I I think it's an overall bad idea. So that's just me. It is artisan cutlery. This ain't it, chief. <laughs> it's it ain't. Well. That's true. Brian, have you ever thought I know you've you've dabbled with the idea of making either a switchblade or a or a balisong at some point, right? I have. Both. And have you ever thought of combining the two? <laughs> it would probably be really hard to do it well. Right. So I, what I was really impressed with is they had um you could see that they had the automatic mechanism all housed in the top of the of the blade, and then you just had the two dangly uh, balisong handles. I don't like dangly it. being used. <laughs> they were they were dangly. They were and you know what? To bring it back around, guess who has both an automatic and a balisong in his catalog? The man has diversity. Leon, oh my Mock. god, diversify your bonds. And guess wow, where they are. are made? Of course, at the Art <laughs> Cutlery Factory. No. They have to be made here. Yeah, I know. That's right. They're made in the USA. Can we get uh like the uh Pledge of Allegiance or the national anthem being played right now? <laughs> I don't have that one queued up, but maybe, maybe an eagle screeching. <laughs> I was gonna say we talk about American yeah, everything... a few times an episode that that wouldn't even get annoying. 
Why does every animal sound that Jake makes sound like is a cat? A cat. Yeah, like a, a, a cat. dying cat. A dying what? cat. It's all like our theme song. Yeah, that was even that was even breathing in and kind of dragony, but still sounded like a cat. Dragony, you're right. Dragony. Jake, you didn't sound like a dragon. dragon. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what it was supposed to be. I, I liked it. But, uh, Leong, I think I can guess who makes the auto, but I'm curious about the ballet. Well, I explained uh, Don't earlier, go down this road. Uh, don't go down this road. Are, uh, there are a lot of machine shops that I have to use to be able to get this product. So I buy the steel, like I usually do for all my React knives. And instead of shipping it overseas, I ship it to a local shop. And, you know, one shop will water jet it, and another shop will blade grind and then send it off to be heat treated. And right. then another shot will do the titanium handles. It's so unfortunate. there's a lot of people working. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate that one shop can't do that in the U.S. That it is, I mean, we, we started having uh, like name brand shops like Millet and, of course, uh, Three Rivers. Mm -hmm. But, uh, of course, they, they do have wait times and – you know, it's, it's just, just, just what it is, you know? Yeah. And I think now if you went to, you know, uh, a shop overseas in China, you still also have wait times because they're getting more and more popular and more and more uh, knife makers and designers are finding out that they make a great knife. And in some cases, they make a better knife than they could. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're waiting on Brian's knives for what, four or five months from Riyadh? So. Yeah. It hasn't been four or five months. No, no, no. The total wait time is going to be four or five oh. months. Well, we'll see. I mean, until they're here, you never know. But it's, it was like four. <laughs> okay. But so. Brian, I, I, when I went to China, I told him to put it back for another year. You know. <laughs> Thanks. That's that, that, that very nice of you. You, you know. Uh, anything remind, I could me do kick, remind me to kick in the balls next time I see you. <laughs> anything I could do to help you out, man. Looks like the refund booth is going to have to be at this year's Lehigh Valley show again. <laughs> so I want to rewind for a second to what Leon was talking about. You know how everyone complains like, oh, it's made in China. I don't want to buy it if it's made in China. Uh, most of the materials that, especially uh, with, with Leong's products, they're all made. The, the materials themselves are made in the USA. The titanium, the steel, all of that stuff he picks out and sends over to China to be machined. So technically, there's more USA-made product in that knife than there are with a lot of the stuff being made here. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Unless you're changing like, all his stuff with shit, and they're keeping that for my stuff. Yeah, that could I also mean, be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like when um, the Apple CEO was asked why they, why they uh, manufacture in China, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you Still know, they're football stadiums worth of engineers and skilled labor overseas. And, you know, it's, it's harder to find here. It is a lot harder to find here. Um, like I buy, you know, the S35VN from Texas with specialty metals, and I'm getting S30V from them, getting S90V from them, getting LMAX from Boleruderom, and... Uh, I ship it all overseas to China. I get the my Carter from a company in Connecticut, and wow. uh, I ship it over to China. And you know the thing is, most people don't understand. Like, like they think like it's cheaper to do that. And 
it falls down to like I'm I'm paying like four types of taxes. I pay a tax when I buy the material. I pay an import tax because every material you ship into China is, is considered a luxury. I pay an import tax coming back to the U.S. and then I pay a business tax at the end of the year. So I pay four different taxes for the knives that I make, and you know it's it's not cheaper. It is cost effective, but that's because we have skilled labor and a lot of CNC machines, you know. But yeah, just trying to get things done and trying to use a different type of steels and and handle material. I bought a lot of carbon fiber from here too, and、uh, we're always looking for for. New materials that we can source and use. You know, if someone has like a really good, really nice materials, we definitely want to, you know, be able to put down on on my knives. And I think you were,、uh, especially looking through the catalog,、uh, a lot of the trends、uh, that have been building up through the years, like the modern traditional thing,、uh, has been coming up in the past couple years. And I think one of the things at Shot Show was the use of micarta. And front flippers. I think that was a huge thing going forward,、um, and I think you dabbled a lot into those things too. And I think that's going to be very popular for you. I think, and a lot you know, of companies like, were sharing that too. I I listen whenever someone put a post or takes the time to message me or takes the time to write me an email, or takes the time to even comment on one of my pictures. I I do listen. I do listen to what they're saying. You know, and and I take their feedback seriously, and I have tons of designs that is in my hard drive that have not even seen the light of day because I would I would do something I'm like,、mm, is it time for that yet? You know, and、um, with the traditional, with the modern traditionals, I mean, it was just a very natural way to go because as much as I like slip joints. It is not really like a one hand open type of deal. It's like I mean, most slip joints I've handled, I've broke, I've broken the nail off my thumb trying to open that thing,、mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, oh my god, who the who the hell would carry this thing, you know? Yeah. Why do Why do the guys who make the nice slip joints? Why do they do that? Why do they make them so fucking hard to open? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I'm in the same. I have the same opinion. Like, I like the slip joint for what it is, but. At the end of the day, it's not something I really need to pick up and carry.、Um, I think,、uh, Leong, what's the new slip joint called in your catalog? The Traveler. The Traveler. That's a detent slip joint, right? Like one that、yep. you can flip open pretty quickly.、Uh, it is a you. You can flip it with a little bit of slot. We don't make the slot a little bit deeper, but yes,、mm-hmm. you can open it with one hand, and you can obviously open it with two. And the the thing with the detent is. You know, it was like if you don't do it right, there's like nothing holding the blade up. Yeah. You know, I learned that recently with a D10 slip joint that I have. Which one did you have? The Aisha、uh, Black Star. It's it's made、uh, by I forget by we and it, anyway, it's there are certain things you just can't really do with it, like、uh, piercing things. It just kind of closes, but it's not meant for that. Right, I mean that's a light duty knife that、yeah. uh, I've really enjoyed carrying. Oh I yeah, I like it a lot. But... And let's be honest,、uh, what it comes down to for a lot of these knives for us is that fidget factor, that idea of、right. picking it up and just playing with it, admiring it, that kind of、right. thing. Right.、Um, you know, a lot of,、uh, and that's one of the reasons why the traveler had to look that way with the with that 
with the choil in the front of the handle so you could choke up on the blade. Mm-hmm. And that's just mostly as a secondary uh, stop for you where your index finger will prop the blade up open, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're, even if you're, uh, if something, you know, uh, hits the top of the blade and might have slightly closed it, but your index finger is there and it's protected. Yeah. I think, now, so, I think that's yeah. almost a necessity. Yeah. For, I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's like, it's, it's kind of tricky to work with the ball detent slip joint. And, um, for mine, my the detent also goes into the blade when it's open so there's like four different detent balls in the in the in the two leaf springs oh really and so, so it has two, a half stop too no there's no half stop oh, so, okay i was i was confused so all four all four of the detents go into the blade when it's fully closed hmm. okay and then when the blade is open two is in the blade and then two is right outside the like the 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 steel part of the, of right. the blade, so it's kind of like it, it the makes a harder unquote, to lock it. face would be yeah right? yeah so it makes it harder to defeat that detent on the close. Oh, that's really and, cool. Yeah, so it's like it, it took a lot of engineering to get that, and of course it was like a lot of, of work on their part because they even had to they had to like surface harden the the titanium leaf. Just to make it like harder to close. Oh wow! Uh, on these, yeah. Has anyone else done that before? The double detent for a detent. Uh, slip so joint? the the Search? idea for the for the ball detent slip joint came. I got the idea from Bob Torzola, and Bob Torzola got the idea from an Italian knife maker that has since passed away. So I have no idea who who the Italian knife maker is. Okay. But uh, you know, one day someone can ask Bob, but. I saw Bob do it, and Spyderco did produce a, a, yeah. a version of it, and their version was great, you know. Um, and then I was like, man, I want to do a, a knife like this because I see like a lot of people uh, who live in a very restricted uh, environment, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've just never seen someone do it with two D10 balls. That was the thing that was interesting yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that that knife is coming out with. Uh, a uh, couple different material for the handles too, right? Yep. So you're, you're doing carbon fiber, right? Uh, yes. And like three different micartas or something? We have uh, green micarta into black G10. We have mm-hmm. natural micarta into orange G10. Which is a weird and one. It is a weird but, one. <laughs> but the thing is, people love that one. I don't know what it is. I've gotten so many emails about that. Wait, really? Yes. It's so weird that people actually like it. I mean, I, uh, it's funny. I was I was talking to Adam, um, and everyone every when I showed the catalog, they're like, "Oh, what's with that with that weird color?" Yeah, I did not have a positive reaction when I saw that combination. And, and then and then Adam said it was like the same thing. And then he, then he 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 texted me later. He's like, "Yo, I want that that slip joint, and I think I want it in the the weird G10, uh, the weird uh, my <laughs> the orange my weirdness." So I think I think he Leong might know something the rest of us don't. Uh, I, clearly. Well, it'll be the one knife when you drop in the woods you can actually find, right? I mean, <laughs> everybody else has like, you know, dark handles and everything. I would, so, I would pay yeah. to see Dave in the woods losing a knife. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's just yet. in the woods at all. Right. I'll take, I'll take a, I'll take a selfie in the woods soon, just mm. to, just to prove to you guys that I've done it before. Hashtag tree shit. It's gonna be green screened. Yes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
But that that is a, a great looking yeah. sub joint. I'm Thank you, know you. for Riot, the pricing is actually kind of good. And the thing is that the so the housing for the handle is the G10, and the two the titanium uh, leaf goes into the G10, and then on the other side is milled out to fit in my Carter, and then it's all three dimensionally milled. Oh my god! So there's a lot of milling on that handle. Jeez. I didn't realize that it had a, a G10 core and a, a micarta inlay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh. the G10 core holds in the titanium liners too. Wow. And, you know, that was the, the only way to give it some rigidity. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. So, That's hey, very cool. And good job on putting a pocket clip on it. I think that totally changes the whole subjoint game. Putting pocket clips on it. I know it's not authentic and original, but it's so helpful. Yeah. Well, the overall well, shape is a little more progressive too. It's got a broader yeah. blade. Like it actually looks like a knife you would do stuff with. Yeah, right. It's right. Great. And, and and I would probably and I've gotten emails about people who ask me if I could just put a, a lock on that knife because they will buy it with the lock. I'm like, that's next year. That's why Maybe. you buy the field duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very comparable. Well, I think the blade shape is comparable. You just want a larger knife that locks. And I'm yeah. biased because I've had my eye on that knife since it was previewed to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to have my hands on one, <laughs> never I'm mind eyes. I got to just, I'm going to send you mine to play with. Okie dokie. Um, it's by me. Because let's just talk about that knife. For it's a, a strider that is good. It, that's the way I like to think of it. It's like the SMF. If if the SMF was good, yeah, that's what this knife is. That's, I love it's, it. It's slimmer overall, yeah, than than what an SMF is. But the blade is gnarly and it locks up awesome, and it's got a scooped out backspacer. I don't really know how yeah. to describe it. But Bolster Leon, lock. can you tell us a little bit about your um, the d- design philosophy on the Field Duty, which you just released so, what yesterday, the, the, the titanium yeah. version? So the Fuel Duty was sitting in my computer, the design of it, for several years now. It was originally supposed to go to a custom knife maker, and we were going to do like the run of it, and then he backed out the last minute. Was it Mick Strider? It, no. Be- <laughs> it would have been... Uh, uh, I, I won't say the name. Yeah. Oh, just, come on it now. Long. It would probably have been uh, Ramon Chavez. Okay, all right, yeah. That, that looks um, like something you would, yeah. Yeah, I can see like that. And he, uh, at the last minute, he got so busy with his stuff that yeah. he never got to, be, to do any of my stuff. Gotcha. Which is fine. I mean, it was just like, ah, oh, I wish he, he could have built a design of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so it sat there for a long time. And then, you know, I never really know what people would think with manual handle knives. Because if you look at the market now, 90% of it is fr- flipper frame locks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, you, you, you're thinking like, okay, so we just have to come up with the next flipper frame lock or the next flipper frame lock. Well, there's a lot of shapes that now are looking really similar. You you're know? telling us. And so when I released the, the cuff last year, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't believe the response I got from it. I mean, people loved it. I was like, Really? You like this thing? Yeah. I think this uh, is a design. Oh, sorry, Leon. I just want to say, I think this is a design that wouldn't have worked maybe two years ago, but now I think the uh, manual thumb opener is really coming back. So, 
Yeah, yeah. And and that was the thing, like, um, you know, with the success of the cuff, I, you know, re reintroduced the, the field duty as a knife that we had with them. And, you know, uh, and uh, the thing is, like, when you look at it, you're like, man, the blade is, like, so much bigger than the handle. What's going on there? You know? Which but is awesome. when you when you handle it, you're like, this doesn't feel at all heavy or, or like, you know, like it's not, it's not over. It's not too big in your pocket. It's, it's just a great everyday carry knife that you can really do stuff with. I mean, I've been carrying know? it for weeks now. And I mean, it's a large knife that really doesn't feel like a big knife in your pocket at all. Yeah. It I looks mean, that way. The fact that it's a bolster lock with carbon fiber, you know, <laughs> so is, cool. is helpful. Uh, but that, that <laughs> I also love that knife. Yeah. Is, I mean, to say it's smooth would be an understatement, too. Um, yeah. I'm really excited. It's ridiculous. It reminds me, not not in shape, but just sort of in philosophy, to the psych, the Microtech SOCOM Elite, which I got the new version of, and it's been like... I'm kind of jealous about oh, that. Man. I kind of want one of those. I don't know when I got it, maybe two weeks ago. I haven't put it down. It's, it's really good. So I'm really excited for this because it kind of is a similar idea big knife that doesn't feel big and uh is open with thumb really i'm really yeah. digging that this year you know yeah. i want to i want to continue down the the path of of going through uh leong's catalog but i do want to mention that something uh monumental has happened with this past week and we what i want to say is that we shipped out every one of the knife nuts podcast edition progenies it's a weird time to jump into that one. <laughs> but I, I, hey, I didn't think of a time to get into it, but I just wanted to, to thank everyone who jumped in on that and for their patience. Um, and I want, also want to thank Jake for, you know, his many hours spent getting them to his uh, Rain Man-like specifications. <laughs> and also going through and setting up the... the uh, yeah, next episode we can talk about Shipping it more. stuff. All sorts of things. So we were. I'm, I want to say thank you to all that and everybody else who jumped in on that. Absolutely. Leon, I, I, yes, you got a, You actually got a progeny, didn't you? Yes, I did. I have what? it right here on my desk. What do you think of it? I think it's a great knife. Yeah. I mean, I for the I money. Hope... Yeah. For I mean, it is terrific. You know, oh, it's it's definitely we have you know, we're biased towards it a little, <laughs> a bit. little bit. But uh, you can't we're really be happy, that. and we're all we're obviously it. proud of of Adam for for this as well because I think it's a it's a great knife and it's going to do yeah. him well. Yeah. yeah. But moving on um, from the field duty, uh, you actually brought up the cuff, and it looked like you took a radical design change with the cuff version 2.0. Yes. Uh, with so... the, which is a nice design overall. It looks it's, you can tell it's the cuff, which is important. But you went to a couple little extremes. Tell us what you were thinking there. So, <laughs> like, I did, like, a, a front flipper with uh, David Sharp several years ago. And he didn't get it to work right. Um, and it's, hard, so, it's hard to get the balance right with a, with a front flipper, I think. Yeah. But I also didn't want it to be, like, a spike all the way at the back of the, the blade mm -hmm. 
you know, the way where it's like all the way at the front of the handle. Mm -hmm. So I wanted it more in the middle of the handle. And, you know, it's Riyadh has been able to do this and get it right. And, you know, and the blades are ground sharp as shit because I've cut myself a few times on them, handling them. And they, the, you know, on, on this version, I uh, changed the position of the opening hole because I think the last version did not work as well. And I, I, I had a I had a cuff, and I really really loved the shape of it. But yeah, yeah. I found it was a little more of a of a carpal tunnel inducing thing when I tried to flick it open yeah. in certain situations. Yeah. So I, I I was able to rework some things. I even and I and and the thing is I. I've always liked Tashi's backspacer. So in Paris, I asked him if I could use his backspacer. And just like I asked Michael Birch to use his uh, milling. And he was like, you know, everything on mine is open source. Just go ahead and just give me credit. I'm like, of course I'm going to give you credit. So I was able to incorporate his backspacer into my uh, 3D drawing. Wow. And it was just, it just, made it work really well and the thing about the cuff that most people don't realize i i made the front of the handle slimmer and it it flares out in the back like it what tapers yeah you did that on the eraser which is one of my favorite knives of 2018 yeah I, yeah that knife cuts and handles so great um i think it's a it was a natural choice for the uh for the cuff which stands for kitchen yeah. utility folder in case you guys were wondering <laughs> and also like so playing with the with inlays because i really like the micata on the on the cuff from riyadh and i wanted to do an inlay version and so with all the different micartas i've been able to buy you know, I wanted the inlay to be the same on the show side and on the lock side so it doesn't interfere with the lock face. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, they it came out great. They came out really good. Yeah, that's, now, that's, this is, that's probably the one that I want to get my hands on next. I think. This is one of the first knives that – this is the first knife in my lineup, but not from – from what Rhea has built that has no steel insert in the lock. I was just about to ask if that was a production, a pre-production thing. Cause I'm looking at the picture right now and I was trying to figure out if it had one or not. It didn't look like it. So it doesn't have one. Interesting. And it's because the lock face is really small, right? Yep. So we were, were like, and I drew one in there, you know, I was like, listen, the steel insert works and people like it. It's like, uh, this one, you don't need it. I'm like, okay. If I get anything sent back, it's all coming back to you. I know Jake has strong opinions about knives with inserts. And to the... Uh, he's mostly anti-lock insert. Am I right, Jake? You are right. I, I am anti-lock insert. Which is a weird position to take. It's You're kind of like the flat earther of the of the yes. knife community. Great comparison. Except in this That's case... one I'm, way to say it. Except <laughs> in this case, I'm using science. What are flat okay. earthers using? Uh, something uh, super, super uh, natural, I guess. Is it God? I'll tell you this, though. I don't know. A steel lock insert. Okay, if like I've seen people do like auto spine whack tests on their knives, 
-hmm. a steel lock insert will always fail a spine whack test because you have three hardened surfaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have are you to... Quoting, are you quoting me now from like episodes 20 through 28? <laughs> I have no clue when what they... you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been trying to tell them for a year or two or whenever I got I got uh, that, that little tendon in injury. I don't yeah. know. I can't tell. Okay. On this, he's been beating this drum for a while. Yeah, that's true. So like a steel lock insert... If you have a, a knife with steel lock insert, do not try to think like it, it didn't need some manufacturing quality because it failed the spine work test. It's not going to hold up the spine work test because there are three hardened surfaces there. They're just meant to glide off each other. Yes. I mean, it makes sense. It's all down to the geometry of the lock and, and, and less the, the two surfaces, right? Yeah. So, and the way the titanium lock can handle a spine work test because it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to eat into the other metal. To gall, and, to actually yeah, call yeah. it. What people think is uh, the most horrible thing in, in the world is, is lockstick. It's yeah. kind of like there to, to, it's really, that's why you use it as the lock. But, you know, whatever. Right. right. Are, are well, you not, I, I, I have other knife makers, well-known, well-respect knife makers who are on my side, that a, a little bit of lockstick is a good thing when the alternative is, you know, cutting your fingers off. And there, and that does not apply to every single folding knife. No. And, and I don't, there are I don't know if I do a good job. We're not saying that every folder should have lockstick, because that's definitely not what we're saying. No, but, no, right, no, no. But, right, but right. knives, particularly like the SNG design, and like you were talking about a few minutes ago, you know, if you already have your finger on a choil and the blade is secure in that way go for it you know it, put, put inserts on every square inch of the thing i don't care but when it's if it's you know uh design that lends itself to falling shut on your fingers and you're and it's intended for hard use or or just anything that could ever see you know downward pressure on the blade yeah i don't i don't need the insert our, our lord and savior deemed that we don't need them so i am okay with not having them but they are good for fidgeting for, for the fidget factor, they're almost a necessity. And I think that's the, the real, un, the unstated reason why they are the new industry standard is because, you know. People are wearing through locks at a pace that no one ever did before because nobody was just. No, no, it's easier to fidget with. And that's really all people are doing with these knives. And by people, I mean we. Yes. Not, right. we, not, not we knives. You mean us as a collection. We us. The royal we. Right. The royal we. Brian, collectors uh, are generally fidgeting and not using, so yes. lock bar insert. Brian, I'm well, curious to see what you your take is on this situation. I've been through. We've been through this so many times. Yeah. I, I don't even like hearing it or talking about it now. It makes me <laughs> want to get out of this fucking podcast. Brian, I can answer it for you. I remember your what you said. The well, milling the shoe out of the titanium would be too expensive or something, or it wouldn't work. So the the steel insert is necessary. Exactly. I was just trying to get a little bit of echo action. What? I don't think I said that. But... I think you said that. I think you said that. Said making it, making an insert out of titanium. No, no, no. It's expensive? using the lock bar and then milling the shoe, the detent shoe, into your lock, into a titanium lock bar. Yeah, it, no, it's easier yeah. to because his design detent is detent requires different. the insert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His shoe that makes uh, for See, a different we, set we, of we, we all we, we know about you better than you do, Brian. <laughs> we love you. <sighs> Man, Brian, how do you take this? 
I'm on my last fucking leg. Let me tell you that much. We got a good break from us. From all a good us. break. I, he, it's not like he was doing nothing on that break either. Did you see the fucking daggers? Yeah, they were just the most epic looking things I have ever seen. Yeah, Brian, those were those were good. Those the were one good. today with the uh, zir- zirconium insert with the carbon fiber pattern milled on it. Yes, that is. I nearly I had to throw my phone across the room. I was so mad that I couldn't. I, lo- I love when you bring that that pattern out. It's yeah, that one. Too I would nice. say it's not used frequently enough, but the fact that it's used okay. frequently is why it's incredible. Well, because you have to, you know, when you're going over the whole surface of a frame with a 16th ball mill, it, it's, uh, it takes a lot of time. It's, this, this is the kind of shit nobody else can do, right? It's incredible. Yeah. Not that, not that nobody can do it. You can't get paid to do it. That's why they don't do it. Yeah, exactly. So they can't do it. It's functionally the same thing. So. So. Real quick, did you guys know there's like a, a USN gathering happening at King, in King of Prussia shortly? Right, March third oh, or something. Oh right, yeah, yeah. March. Been to 3rd. one of those before. No, um, isn't that where we all met? It is. Yes. The one time the nuts were all in one place. Yeah. Oh wait, no, we I were briefly in the one place at uh, NYCKS, but. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to that. So I'm gonna I don't know about. You're gonna I'm gonna go try too? at least. Yeah, you should totally try. go. When is it? March third. March third. Maybe I'll get a hotel and. Right, or you could it. come stay with me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. March third. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sure gonna Archibald be. Oh, will I, take the ride with me. My uh, my birthday is February twenty eighth, and work actually gave me off. What? Birthday. Your birthday is the same as my birthday. What? What? Wait, really? Your birthday is February twenty eighth. Yes. My birthday is February 28th. Oh, shit. This is weird. Holy cow, dude. Well, cow. maybe you guys were separated at birth. You both do kind of look alike. I mean, we <laughs> both look yeah, exactly I, I, the same. I am, like, I am like, like way older than Levon is. <laughs> no, you guys are definitely twins. Twins. I can oh see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's weird. That's uh, why yeah. we're friends. Oh my both, God! Isn't isn't the our 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 sign is Pisces, aren't they? Isn't that twins? Uh huh. There you go. Here Kid. we go. Twin Except fish. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you remember that movie with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Which yes. one? Which twins? one am I? Those twins. Those twins. <laughs> That's you two. Oh my God! Well, now we know the cover art. <laughs> yes. Thanks, oh, <God. laughs> Live on as Danny DeVito and um, yeah, that's fair. I'll do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was during the podcast derivative. Trying, I was trying to Photoshop the Eaton tool into the Eaton ass. But yeah. we'll oh get my back god! Do not do that. <laughs> so, do you have any? You've been doing a lot on your own. Do you have any new designs coming out with CRKT, our favorite no. production company? I don't think I'll have anything out with them for a long time. They they were not happy with me going to China. So it's you know they're cordial, they're nice. They're, oh, they're everything they me. make is made in China. Yeah, but me going there myself is is different. You know, well, they, they you, didn't. Why didn't they like you going happened? to China? So they were opposed to you taking a trip to China. No, I mean having a company make myself. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Then they should have made people sign a non-compete clause. If that's weird, I don't like that. Well, isn't isn't that some other company? Uh oh. 
Oh, snap. Oh, shit. That sounds like some gossip I don't know about. Ah, uh, I'm not you saying know. I know war now. You know Damn it. Do I, I? Someone will tell me later. Anyway, are, back to the cuff very briefly. Are you worried that even though you just gave us a very logical explanation for why there's no lock bar insert, that people in 2019 are going to want a lock bar insert and not buy oh, it? Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, uh, where's the lock bar insert? You know, I'll yeah. be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it fell off. It's, I know some happens, very just... reputable... Collectors just, dr- just drill and tap two two holes on the outside and put <laughs> a couple T sixes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put a couple T sixes on the outside and they'll assume it's a lot. It's like the hood, it's like the hood <laughs> you stick on your car. Yep. I'll be like they be plastic. The lock the lock insert the same color as the titanium. That's yeah, the, the machining is so funny. accurate and seamless that you can't even tell where the lock the bar ends and the insert. At, at that point, why actually why tape it? Just I mean, uh. Why drill and tap it? Might as well just laser like the the head the look the yeah. head of a screw in I'll there. Just, I'll just take a fine sharpie and draw a screw there for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. No, use the use the same thing you used to etch the uh, numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll shoddily engrave a screw head. Get Belzano to engrave the, the screw head after a, one of his meth binges. I didn't say that. Uh, oh my god. Continuing, my God, I really like the fact that you. This is super boring. I really like the fact that you did reversible pocket clips, and I like the pocket clips on all your new knives. And I'm curious. You're right, that was boring. I'm curious why you chose uh, so many deep carry clips, and even when they're not completely deep carry, they still carry very deeply. So I like deep in the. I like deep in the in, in the pocket carry. Okay? I do too. And usually, I put my knife in my waistband, and with my belly sticking out, I don't like the. I don't like the, the top of the handle sticking up too far, so it stashed me in my own in my own belly. But uh, <laughs> you know, my it's like belly. it's like uh, it's like you know. I listen to everyone who comments. It's like, hey, what about us left-handers? All right, I'll do a reversible pocket clip. You should just spin you like know? fuck you. <laughs> That's what most people do. Yeah. No, no, everybody, you know, contributes. And the thing is. <laughs> Like I know guys in like you know who if they carry a gun they carry their knife in their in the left pocket you know that's true. So if they have their their gun on the, on their strong side, which if they're righty, uh, they'll carry their knife in the in the left in the left hand pocket you know. Yeah. And yeah. I like I like the deep in the pocket carry. I mean it's this you know this way people don't don't see it and you know most of the time when someone carries a, a knife in their pocket you can tell it's a knife. Yeah. You know. I think oh. that's why I hate that new ZT the most. Which one? The the galleon design. Because the clip is like half the knife. They use that stupid clip that take. It's three quarters the size of the knife. Cut costs, bro. Can't it can't make a new mini. It's clip not. For it. okay, it's not like they don't make a deep carry clip. Why the fuck wouldn't they just throw that's that on there? Or just use one of like the little Kershaw clips because Kershaw. It doesn't make any sense. It is a Kershaw clip. clip. It's the freaking gigantic two screw clip. Yeah, I don't know. It was I don't know. Sorry, not, not my favorite good. choice. Let me ask you this, uh, Leon. Why was there no sharpening choil on the uh, on the field duty? Inquiring minds need to know. Well, <laughs> the sh- that so it's this debate in my mind about blade length and edge length, right? Mm-hmm. And the the choil part would have taken away like at least, you know, 
maybe a quarter to a little bit more than a quarter inch of the blade away, the sharpening edge of it. Really? So I that the the index choil is lengthened, and there is a cut off. So when you close the knife, it doesn't like the little part that's supposed to be right there is cut off, so it doesn't bite you in the in the index finger every time you close right. the knife. Right. I've I've noticed that because. Otherwise, the injuries would be plentiful by now on my end. But it is, it is it's a debate constantly. Like, do I lose like a quarter inch or half an inch of blade by adding this, you know, little choil thing there, or do I not? So what, what? I mean, how many other men wouldn't sacrifice a little functionality for an extra half an inch? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. You know, just to give the guys the most bang for their buck, I, I uh, you know, just lengthened the, the index finger choil. So, you know, if you are that crazy that your index finger will purposely slide onto the sharpened edge, then I'm sorry. You should not be handling knives. I think it's just, I mean, I agree with you on that. And I think it really comes to the people that take sharpening very seriously. Their Their concern is that, at the you know after they've really used and abused their their field duty, eventually they're going to end up with a wonky looking uh, edge. No, because the edge you can sharpen all the way to the back. That was you know? what I thought. I'm like, there seems to be enough room here where you can keep the edge looking fine. The, the sharpening yeah. choil mafia are not about it. No, oh, man. there is a sharpening you know. choil mafia, and there and what's funny is a lot of them are dedicated listeners of this podcast. Yeah, which is, that so is why I felt was, like I had. This to has been a, a big debate between me and David, like because um, my blades are hand ground, right? So, like when you look at the the older blades, like the the starting with the GSD, there was like this little quarter inch in the back of the blade where it's like a little triangle of unsharpened metal mm -hmm. and i was like dude what the hell is up with this he's like uh that's a hand ground blade so it's impossible to to grind all the way to the back and sharpen it like that especially with like, guys in flip-flops sitting on tables and i'm like are you sure because how come you know this blade can do it they're like that's a machine ground blade mm -hmm. so we're, we're like we're like debating like which way to go here, and and, he, and he's like, well, I noticed you kind of like the hand ground blades, so I make sure that all your blades are hand ground. I'm like, yeah, but people are bitching about this little triangle in the back there. And, What's and he's wrong like, with us? And he's like laughing. He's like, do they really use that little triangles, that little area in the back? I'm like, of course not. But you know, people are gonna complain when there's something to complain about. Yeah. I want to I want to jump in and quote John Gray here because I had a similar conversation with him not long ago and uh, he was suggesting that that little triangle serves a very important purpose and after he explained it to me I became a believer as well because you know if you're cutting something and you get to the edge and it has a sharpening choil then the blade just gets stuck whereas if that little triangle exists and flares out then it just sort of slowly glides, glides itself back into the the sharper you know area forward of it rather than getting caught and having to lift lift the blade and and start again it's actually more convenient 
in use. From a from a, in use, right? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, what would be the perfect like compromise? You know, I, 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 think, I, I don't think there is a compromise. No, I don't, no one, one cares about their thumbs. They just care about how good the edge looks. <laughs> <laughs> That edge is going to look real fucking good when it chops your thumb off. Speaking of beautiful edges, this is a weird transition. Uh, <laughs> I got that Shirogorov Pero. Oh my god, yeah. Wow, that was, yeah, we should have led with that one. Speaking of beautiful edging. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know where you're going. We already talked about pegging. Pegging, pegging and edging. Peg, nope. Pegging, yes, peg. Wait, pegging. The, the, the asking tool, though, I think. Sounding. We didn't bring up sounding. Don't, don't do this to Stop Leong. Stop it. Don't do this to Leong. We're trying to have why, I, oh why, are, why, are, why are we assuming that Leong is like a like a, a perfect snowflake that can't, is not, uh, you know, he's going to be tainted by it's our the PR spot for Leong Ma Nice. Yeah, but he. <laughs> They're legit now. They have a booth at Shot Show, man. Didn't you hear? That's him? right. Oh, you're right. off the podcast in Update Land. Yeah, seriously. Oh Come my on. That god. update installed pretty fast, though, right? It did. It, all yeah. things considered, could have been worse. Oh my god. I thought when you said beautiful edges, you were going to talk about the hawk, because we we'll just say the Shirogara. Well, well, for that's, well now that is a good transition because the hawk is another it's design. Very angular, like. indeed. Tell us about the hawk. So, you know, the first experiment was with my weird version of the Lanny that was supposed to model the traditional Lanny but didn't really afterwards. And yep. it was like a, a knife that was inspired by a traditional slip joint. And again, I hate carrying a traditional slip joint. But I wanted like a modern take on what I imagined a traditional slip joint to be with a with a flipper and with a, you know, with a frame lock, and the Hawk is my first push button flipper. All my other flippers are light switch flippers. Did someone and, already ask you about the Rigatoni on the field wow. duty page? I'm sorry. Wait, what? This, this what? has got to sound. I'm sorry to interrupt, and this has got to sound crazy if you don't if you you haven't looked at the website, but. The background for the oh, field duty on your website so, is motherfucking yeah, yeah, yeah. rigatoni. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. So, the guys, the guys are, why is this rigatoni? The guys are hired to do my my catalog, right? And they were like, well, we don't want to do the average, like, piece of driftwood and then your knife is on top or a bunch of rocks and then your knife is on top. <laughs> I think rigatoni so, is the way to so go we for like a bunch of like creative stuff and I'm like, you mean the pasta? Rigatone. Isn't that cool? I'm like, all right, we'll run with it. No. So I'm, I'm going to continue to throw the catalog guys under the bus because this is the first time Leon has had a catalog. So there was bound to be some missteps, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, and Leong, I know this is okay to talk about because we talked about it together. It's like, who took these freaking pictures? So, we're talking about that hawk knife, right? Like, yes. the pictures of, of it in the catalog do it no justice whatsoever. They also took the picture of the, of the they, field duty. Stuff. I mean, the field duty is a little bit off because you don't see, like, the blade the to blade handle. The blade size, itself. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the blade to handle is, is really what 
was like the, the selling point of, of that night. I think in the future, the way that they, they did the hawk, like where is this straight right there? And you can see like a perfect flat of the of the knife. I think that's the way I'm gonna go from now on for all my uh, for all my catalog because this way you get a real visual of how the knife looks flat. You know, like you know, a lot of stuff like the way the angles and, and stuff like that. You don't really get to see like a real like real idea of the knife. Of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So going right, back, depending on go- the angle. You start to see the blade looks bigger than the frame, and exactly. it's like play yeah. weird. So I'm all, in the future. I think all my catalog, like it's just going to have a really flat photo where you can see the the entire blade and handle, and then I'll do like little shots of like you know features, you know, like yeah, yeah. Can we get some more on some maybe more varied pasta? Yeah. Well, can I go yeah, back well, to that a second? I'll, hold on. Hold on. I, I got it. Leon, I got, I gotta, I gotta say this, and and Jake, you bring up a really good point about the rigatoni because it's it's with the field duty. Why isn't it with the cuff? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we gotta get the field duty and the rigatone. This was done in Italy. That's why. Why I don't understand why the pasta is with the field knife <laughs> and not the kitchen knife and not the kitchen knife. And even if it was, you don't cut the pasta. It's already <laughs> cut. It's already Yo, cut. That's a new challenge. Go cut some raw pasta with your knife. Cut raw pasta and send us, yeah, tag us. And I think they the should have put it with it pasta on an air cutting. fryer. Yeah. I don't know the air fryer story. <laughs> I can't wait until they got they got some uh, the, the cuff on from Farfalle or something. Oh, wow. Look at maybe you. Get, maybe get the warrior <laughs> 2 on a nice Dita lady. <laughs> Oh my god! A, a risotto, thing. perhaps. Can I just throw this out there? I didn't even notice until Drake brought this up. I was totally blind to this, and my life has changed. Did you hire what? the same guys as Spiderco hires? No, actually, these guys were friends <laughs> of mine who um, they used to work for Recoil. Yeah, they ain't friends uh, anymore. <laughs> oh, they're still my friends. They're good guys, man. They 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 really are. So, uh, brothers. Similar <laughs> stuff. That's it. Oh my God! I'm gonna tell them later on. Mm. If uh, if Brian needs a catalog from you, make sure to put it on. We can tell him. <laughs> we gotta hey, that, that wasn't me saying it. That was Dave. Oh, okay, okay. Trust I just me, know. you fucking know when I'm talking. I just thought it was just you know. John Gotti's back, everyone. You fucking know when I'm talking. Talk of pasta, brought him out. Yeah. I'm gonna burn you with a rigatone, and then I have my. <laughs> My cousin Jimmy, come by. Hey, He's gonna put the put the hot provolone right on your face. <laughs> <laughs> the gabagool at Joe's. The So also, this reminds me of the post that Brian shared the other day from uh, about a knife tale where Brian is actually a a gangster that's been lying low. That was pretty cool, right? Thirty years, even though he's. You know, it was how, how old are you, Brian? Forty-seven, I think. Get Something out like of that. here! You're older than I am. <laughs> I thought I was the oldest one. <laughs> no, I'm an old bastard. Well, you're, you're definitely not old enough to have been a knife maker that some Italian mobster squirreled away. His, oh, uh, come on. Enjoy the fucking story already and stop reading so much into all it. All I'm Christ. saying is I did enjoy the story quite a bit. It, I, it really 
was was fun to read. Brian the Doe fan fiction is is crazy. That that was the most amazing <laughs> thing to me is that someone wrote fan fiction about another. Uh, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, "What? That was pretty awesome." Then, wow. Can we cue the? We should just read that. Uh, we'll do a bonus do a thing for this. <laughs> where I'll do a dramatic reading, and then you can put the Godfather theme in the Jake, background. Please have Jake maybe do some of the voices. You yeah, can absolutely. We can, all, we can all do the voices. I like Jake's Italian, very racist Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not racist. That's no, just like half of my family. I, I know. Jake has an Italian accent? It, <laughs> no, before. Italian's Jake's actually the CEO Twitter. of Viper Knives. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, they had a terrible... They had one knife, I think, at SHOT Show because they can't even get their knives from last year out. Mm. Speaking of which, let's give away a knife. One that's yeah. specifically made in Italy. <laughs> Sorry to whoever gets this. Listen, okay, the knife is fine. It's good. Yeah, they don't have and to pay here's for what, it, which is the best part. That is true. So here's this is what I think is cool about the giveaway knife for this episode, all right? Because it's not a knife that a lot of these guys would have gone out and bought on That's their true. own. Very true. But once they get it in hand, they're like, wow, this is the best free knife I've ever had. Wow, this was really overpriced. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, what you guys will be getting is the, uh, what is it called? It's the Fox Knives Pelican. Pelican. Um, and I don't, as From usual. Kenneth Maximum read on the memory. I don't have any... Give me one second. I'm going to actually do the little drawing here. Yeah, you do that, and I will describe it. In case people are not aware, you are getting a $210 knife. That hey, look, that's at. a pretty good deal, yeah. right? N690, G10 scales, maybe stainless steel liners. It's steel liners. Over. It does have the Spyderco. So is Spyderco not mad that people are using the wire clip without their permission? Or do people get permission? Is it, is, it, is it licensed, right? Is, it, is that a th I don't think they have a trademark or anything on it. It's just identifiable as theirs. I, I would like to know because I like the wire clip. Oh, the wire clip's yeah, fantastic. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, if Fox Knives is out here using it, what? why can't Leon Ma? Well, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of work involved in making that wire clip. I'm sure it's not just like, yeah, hey, yeah, you can make this wire clip. <laughs> Once you set up those benders, they can make a million a minute. Then. That's true. But isn't it really expensive to make those things? The brakes. Well, now it's they true. have now they have these little CNC benders that just have like two rods that bend shit. It's, um, it's ultra fast. They could probably. I mean, you you probably have to buy quite a few of them, but you sell a shit ton of knives, so I'm sure you could do it. <laughs> that is. What are you cool. to say that, Brian? I, you know, nothing. Yeah. You sell a lot of knives. What did that? Good for you. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to to catch up to you, Brian. I'm trying to catch up to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got to get to the number randomizer thing. Oh, random.org. Yeah, but what they do is the list, and don't we got to put in names? Yeah, I'm not freaking doing that. Hey, Aqualung! I got it. Shut up! Done. Shut up! I got it. <laughs> We didn't oh even God. talk about the Zulu. We're going to talk about the Zulu. We're not done yet. I right. just want to give away a knife while I'm thinking about it. Is that all right with you? All right. Yeah. That's, God that's damn it. It's like, it's like if he doesn't do what he's thinking about right now, it's going to be gone in, in the world. You know? that, that is correct. You all know me well enough to know that that is true. <laughs> all right. I'm going to hit the randomizer. Okay? okay. I do not have a drum roll sound effect. so Okay. So let me do a little count here. 
I drew number 10, so let me see who number 10 is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, <laughs> 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Geronimo Hansen. <laughs> wow. I don't know who Geronimo Hansen is, but congratulations. His, his, well, you know, he's been a patron of ours for a very long time. And he might, with the amount of cash he's actually given to us, he might as well have already bought this. Now. So I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you, Geronimo. I'm, I'm really I happy that you edited that part out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big, yeah. You know what? If you want to just cancel your Patreon, <laughs> clearly we don't appreciate it. I think we appreciate it. We appreciate very, it very much. Actually, it enables us to do a lot of great things with this podcast. It's, honestly, I don't think we would still be doing. <laughs> when are we gonna start doing? <laughs> What did you just say? <laughs> when we start doom, when we start doom, 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 talk fast. <laughs> I hate you, fucking guys. I really do. Uh, I gotta tell you, it feels good to be back. Guys. It does. I thought this was gonna be more rusty, but the pasta, pasta definitely loosened me up. <laughs> That's what oh, she that said. Was, that was you up. <laughs> Your, your noodle loosened them up. Oh, I, I'm so loose in the guts because of all that pasta. All right. Congratulations, Geronimo, if that is your real name. I don't think so. What is, he, Mike, what is he, Mike Geronimo? It sounds so made up. Hold on, Mike, Mike Geronimo. I need to make sure I made that. Yeah, I got that. Well, he didn't get a progeny because I would have remembered that name. Seriously. That was the best. Hey, who won the, the progeny? I have no idea. We that was that was one of the worst that evenings was... of my life. Trying to you know, scrub what... through last episode to remember who won. Yeah. And then I hit him up. It's like, yeah, I remember, dude. We're good. <laughs> guys, you guys have to think we gotta think about this a little bit. Like, for example, you're saying that he's been paying for a long time. Um, so we're glad he got it. What if he's on like an auto pay thing and all of a sudden you're going to send him this knife. You're going to alert him that he's paying us still. And then we're going to lose a customer. <laughs> they're I mean, that's, that's his business. I mean, these people are, yeah, they're doing it out of the, the goodness of their hearts anyway. So yes. unless he forgot, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> if, I were, on if, auto pay. if I were more evil than you, then I would agree. Keep it on the DL and don't tell people when they've won. <laughs> I mean, he didn't give us anything. We're we're dying here. Um, well, either way, I'm, I'm honestly, I'd be happy if anybody won. But he's been in it for a long time. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah. It's all. I mean, hold on. Get back to me. I had a recon one and you winning lottery joke. It's just not. Oh yes, right yes, now. yes, yes. Like, let me tell you guys something. Um. Number one, I don't think it was fixed, but even I was like, come on, really? How did I win? I don't, I am not that lucky. Okay? Two in a row. So here's the thing. It makes sense for me to win something that I have to pay $1,400 for. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I got it for free. That's true. It's worth more than $1,400 though. Yeah, it's true. But I think I like it so much that I'm probably going to keep true. it. And. And you know me, I'm not really like big on the flipping the knives anyway. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, it'll be like the Sigma. The Sigma actually, okay, I don't know why I'm wishing that your knife drops in value, but. The here's the only, here's the only reason I would sell it, okay? To buy a dagger from Brian. That's the only reason I would sell it. Oh, I thought you were going to say to to buy a CZ Shadow, CZ Shadow? No. 
Because that, that can... was mysteriously the same price out the door. Well, it was actually less. Hey, uh, I was $100 less, yeah. I know yeah. that. That's and, really I, cool. and I still want one, and I will get one, but I don't think there's as much... Doesn't Barry have one? Yeah, I'm sure he does. There's not as much, there's not, the fire isn't lit under my ass to, to own a CZ shadow as much as it is to get a, a dagger, because I think that those, uh, that ship is going to sail. That's true. It's, hint, it's hint, sailing. Right. So, tell you what, if anybody I'm wants. For, I'm looking for a Smith & Wesson 500 Magnum. If you get me that gun, then I'll. I actually want one of those, too. I know. I just want something that does a big boom, you know. Yeah, right. That that's for I the think amount. I of... have ammo for that gun, but have never owned one, so I don't know why I have. Do you remember when I almost one, bought one at that little gun shop near you, Jake? Yeah, 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 yeah. They always have weird, cool stuff on consignment in there. Yeah, we should. We'll check that out for you, Brian, if you want one of those. Mm. I do. I'm. Uh, it's it's happening. Yeah. Um. That would be a gun I would want to have as a Smith & Wesson 5. But just because I don't go shooting that often, and I want to make it an event when I do. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. It just It's nice to end off the day just to go, you know what, I'm going to shoot off five rounds at this thing, break your fucking wrist before you leave, and then go home. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, how I feel gonna about it. You're going to go all the way to the range to shoot five rounds. <laughs> no. I mean, that's like other shooting things. all the other things. You do well, it we, don't, we don't live in Florida. Yeah, where you can just shoot, at the, shoot out your backyard at the front. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, That's how we had alligator for dinner tonight. We are not allowed to shoot in city limits. <laughs> what if the alligators are coming to destroy your home? <laughs> it's called like pest control. Break your church and burn your women. They are protected. I got. We got like raccoons here, the size of dogs. <laughs> it is smart. They are. They, they what else do you feed the alligators? Uh, marshmallows. <laughs> if you're in Disney World, babies. Marshmallows. Did that happen? Did a baby get eaten by an alligator? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think so. At some point in history, yeah. <laughs> oh, we definitely have this. Uh, yeah, at some point in history, yes. Every every animal has eaten human being. Not every animal. animal. Not no, especially has no. a gerbil eaten human. Especially <laughs> yeah. the hummingbird, the the great hummingbird fear of of twelve forty seven, when the hummingbirds were eating all the people. I'm sure when they see a rotting, a rotting corpse or something, they might eat you. Pets do. Pets, you know, they find dead people all the time that the pets ate their face off. I have no, there is, I have no doubt in my mind that Quincy, my cat, would eat mm-hmm. me if I just ended up dead in this house. Yeah, <laughs> oh and, yeah. And guess which animal would would wait the shortest amount of time before they started to eat you? It is definitely a cat. Cats are really? assholes. Kind of like <laughs> your cat's yeah, you... considering eating you right now, and you're yeah, in perfect health. I, I, I think that's probably true. <laughs> God, uh, that's probably that's true. only because you smell like bacon. Mm. I, yeah, I was I was thinking about making a load of bacon tonight for the week. Making a load of bacon. If your unit of measurement for bacon is load. <laughs> You might you might eat too much bacon. I might eat too much bacon. What is the what is the measurement for loads of bacon? Is it like just, a... I was ba- what I basically would do, and I've done this before, is I line a baking sheet with bacon, and I put mm-hmm. it I cook it in the oven, and then I have bacon yeah. that I can put on a sandwich throughout That's the a week. Wild meal prep right there. It's good meal prep. It's protein and fat. 
<laughs> there's, you, there's no you net the, the fat. You save the fat. Yo, it's paleo, okay? He he does most mostly in his hips. <laughs> my hips don't lie, okay? <laughs> guess, guess oh I'm my great. god! So the tension's rising again. I know, man. This is just how we are. Sorry, no holds barred. We hijacked your episode. No, yeah, Brian. It is no holds barred 2019. And let me tell you, the bars have been held. Yeah, Brian, isn't this the year you're supposed to be, like, a complete asshole? Did we talk about this? Yeah, you know. Then you felt better? <laughs> no, I stopped talking to you guys, and I felt a lot better. Yeah, it's just it's amazing how that happened. <laughs> I missed you, too. There's the no holds barred Brian that we know and love right there. Absolutely. But, Brian, I, I think I think for the next episode, you should have a no holds barred segment. Yes. We'll have it's to come like up the with Grind something. My Gears segment, but with Brian, so angrier and uh, more New Jersey-ish. Yes, and more New Jersey-ish. You know, speaking of segments, you know, we, we have a YouTube channel that has content on it now. Yeah, you guys did a good job with that. What? Yep, 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 yep. So Five soon you're going to see more... Re- yes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> Five minutes and 15 minutes. Yeah, so we have a series called Five Knives in 15 Minutes, where um, basically we do a quick overview of knives that we've acquired over the years, and God knows there are many, many knives. Uh, Ones that don't even get posted on Instagram too often, ones that we don't talk about on the show. And we just try and feature them and uh, rediscover old favorites and maybe not-so-favorite knives. Mm. Um, so basically, uh, Jake and I hang out in the the new newly uh, minted knife lounge in Casa de Levon, and uh, we hand each other random knives and talk about them for for odd numbers of time. It it works better than how he's describing it. Yeah, yep. Can't okay. describe it. It's turned out pretty good, and we've had a lot of fun with it. So there are okay. five episodes up right now, so you can binge watch them. Uh, the second series of them will be recorded within the next uh, week or two. So you'll see a bunch of that coming up. And we also want to have guests on, on with this, too. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll be paying a visit to Brian and handing him five knives randomly to have him talk about. And he can say that they're derivative and or bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> you know. Um, Austin did a great video like that where he had his friend who was an engineer and not super into knives, but kind of into knives, evaluate just a bunch of random knives. I'm going to call bullshit on that, too, because for someone who wasn't into knives, he knew a shitload about knives. I, I think he was, like, sort of into knives, but not... And also, I I will say that, uh, Austin, you influenced his decisions very, very quick, very, very uh, uh, subtly. Like, with the ZT stuff, you were like, oh, you like ZT. <laughs> Don't you, Austin? Yes, I love ZT. Are you saying the content was staged? We would never staged. I'm calling him on his we would never on his on his like show. Our content, no, never. We would never stage anything. No, all of this is completely is off spontaneous. The spontaneous everything. There's no scripting. <laughs> it's too much work to stage anything. <laughs> yeah, if we the only time we tried to script something. Uh, Dave just left it in the podcast. It's because it's funnier when you see it. Yeah. The last time so, we scripted something. Talk about was transparency. The last time we scripted something, it was Monroe transfer, and we all know how that worked out. Oh, my God. I will die. Before I Leon, can you tell what? us what, 
what you know about the Monroe transfer? What is the Monroe transfer? It's just fan service now. Yeah, uh, it's a type Leon, of lock. what I need. Type well, of lock. Up. It's a lock. Yeah, Leon, I need you to type Monroe transfer into your into your search engine of choice, mm-hmm. and uh, just read He's the really definition that comes up. We'll wait. Monroe transfer. And read it out loud so we all know what it is. When you take a tube of some form and insert it into a person's anus. <laughs> Keep going. Then have another person insert the opposite end into the, their anus as well. <laughs> keep, keep going. This from Urban Dictionary. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Oh, my God. I didn't even click on it. It's just whatever showed up. I don't want to read more of this now. Read more. Oh, my God. One man defecates into the two and it transfers into the opposite anus. <laughs> Is this what we've been reduced to now? Oh well, my god. Yes. Making people read about someone rough yeah. So this Leon, what if I direct. told you that that has turned into uh, a thing? That has taken oh, off. This is why we're like podcast. direct competition with Mark of the Maker, because yeah. we're just all class over here. Yeah. So this is the classy but, but, podcast. This is why who, we're number two. Who is going to be uh, taking this thing that you're describing here? I mean, that's how we were going to deliver that's, the special edition knives that we did. Yeah, that was the delivery method for all the <laughs> special edition uh, progenies. <laughs> so there's gonna there are gonna be some very disappointed uh, customers out there standing at their front door with tube inserted, <laughs> and the uh, USPS guy's just gonna walk away, and he's gonna and be. The, they're gonna realize that the box doesn't fit in the tube. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and the mailman didn't put anything in his or her anus. Yeah. How much do we have to get a deal like Amazon with the Postal Service to have them do that? Yeah, can you imagine Mr. McFeely showing up to someone's door with a with a PVC pipe or something? Oh my god. Ding dong. Hello, neighbor. Oh, we man. paid extra for that. Oh no, that's not. How how did we arrive at this juncture? I also want to know if you guys know who Mr. McFeely is. No. No. No one's going to know, but they're all going to Google it, so it doesn't matter. I was going to say I'll send knife nut stickers to someone who tells me who Mr. McFeely is. Yes, the the Google machine has been invented. Yeah, so it's not going to work. It was Mr. Rogers' mailman. Wow. Uh, Esoteric reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a fun one. Pop culture and all that. Anyway, um, back to the catalog. Okay. What what else is in there? There's the the other thing. So okay, I wanted to, I want to talk about the hawk for a minute because when I first, when you showed me the catalog and this was what before Shot Show we were looking at, I was like I don't know about this one. And now that's the one that's grown on me quite a bit, and I kind of want. Didn't that's you say the one. That, didn't that... you say that that everyone is sort of feeling the same way, including David yeah, at Riyadh and. Uh, and is I mean, there another CEO? That one is like, it's like when I sent him the design for it, I didn't, I didn't send it with the 3D, and I sent the 3D there like way later. Right. And it was just a 2D drawing. He was like, it's okay. So he made it, and then he was like, Hey, Leon, can, can we can we do this as a collaboration? Then it's like, fuck you. I only do OEMs with you. 
It's like, come on, let's do it. Let's do a collaboration. Night. So, <laughs> so David, when he first saw it, he said, wow, this is really trash, Leong. I don't know why you designed this thing. Yeah, he's and like, he, this just looks so basic, you know. Yeah, and you know, then he like, makes it, and he's like, oh, I think we should put the Riot logo on this one. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I was like, no. He's like, come on, we haven't done the collaboration yet. I'm like, yeah, exactly. We're going to keep it that way. Mm. <laughs> oh, you te- tell him. Damn. Didn't uh, 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 no. a CEO of another company try to steal that one out of your pocket? Uh, Yes. And I gave it to him because he has been giving me knives and he's been really nice to me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we trade knives back and forth. And well, uh, I'm, look- I'm looking forward to that, that knife. That one, I, you know, it's like a kind of knife where you could have it on you. You could do everything with it. You could peel your apple and cut your apple up with it or, you know, go do some cutting down boxes because it's a deep hollow grind on it. And it's just so lightweight. You know, you could have it with your jeans or if you're having a, a nice outfit on, you could put that on and it will look perfect with it. You know? It's a very versatile design. That is true. Yeah. Um, what else is on the, on the in the catalog that we want to talk about? I know there's a bunch. There's the Zulu. There is the... <clears throat> we mentioned the Bollies and the Button Lock. Is the Zulu uh, the one that's like a? Uh, I mean, I guess it's. I mean, it's like another traditional foot joint yeah. that has been modernized. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that one's got the choil and the flipper, right? Yeah, and you see, by adding the big choil in the front, you know, because the the Zulu and the Hawk are the same blade length, right? They're right. both three three and a quarter inch, but if you put them up side by side, because of that huge choil you lose about half an inch of blade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the trade-off with it, you know? Yeah, that would be... I, I'm usually anti-choil and pro put as much blade on there as you possibly can. Same. <clears throat> but it sort of works with this design and sort of differentiates it in the lineup, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty so, cool. It also has a nail nick. I'm looking at it now, which is an interesting feature. Just to so the nail there. nick, it goes back to the days of Bob Lum. Right. And Bob used to only put nail nicks on his folders. And you could open it with, with your thumb. This one, you could do the same, but you kind of have to press into the nail nick. Because the nail nick, the way they milled it, was below the line I wanted them to mill, to mill it in. But they felt like there wasn't enough room above that. Mm-hmm. So you could still thumb it open uh, if that's what you want to do, and it works. You know, it also adds like a little nice uh, traditional touch to it. Yeah, I think uh, as a design feature more so than a, a practical opening method. Yeah, but it looks good, and it looks like it's going to come in uh, three different polished micarta inlays. Well, we 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 do polish, and we also do bead blasted micarta. I like. The look of the polish, and some some guys are like, no, 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 only do like heat blasts, and so, you know, I'm more in the. I I usually agree with that. I think I like the texture that the canvasy texture that that micarta can take on, but the yeah. black micarta tends to look really nice polished up. Yeah, but it's also like like uh like so when I had like a deep blasted uh micarta one one of these. 
I actually licked my finger and blood got onto the micarta. So, of course, the blood will stain the, the bee blast micarta, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the only trade-off. If, if, you, if it's not polished, whatever is on your hand is going to color that micarta. Maybe that's what you should do. You should stain all the micarta with your own mm-hmm. blood. That would be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. into oh, a man. bucket of virgin blood. I would buy that. I don't, that I don't would know be if so I have enough metal. blood myself. Yeah, I don't have enough blood myself. Well, let's I mean, we'll take some volunteers. Well, Anyone want to drain themselves of, of I blood? May, I may have to go out to the Palm Bay, uh, you know, residence and see if they would, uh, you know, give me a drop each or something. <laughs> Enough. A lot of them are probably having uh, transfusions daily anyway, so. Oh, or they're probably like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Just ask some, employ some mosquitoes. You got oh a lot of God. them down there. I got a lot of mosquitoes, and they usually come after me. Yeah, because you're so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All right, yes. Moving on. <laughs> So we covered the cuff, we covered the field duty, we covered the hawk and the Zulu. We talked briefly about the auto and the balisong. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about those? So the the versions that you see in the catalog, they were rushed. Right. And they were rushed to meet first the, cal- the photos on catalog and then to, to BSR show. So... The Bali songs itself, there'll be two versions. One will be that size and one will be slightly bigger. Uh, just because I've got so many requests for people who are like, can you make the blade five inches? And then the, the button lock, uh, that version came with the titanium handles. And after talking with the manufacturer, they're like, it's really expensive if we had to do them all in titanium. Mm-hmm. So there will be some out in aluminum and there will be some out in titanium, but they will be very uh, reflective on the cost. Do you want to reveal who your OEs are on the auto? <laughs> no. Fine. Can we guess? I've you already, guess I've you already want. Get, he's just, he, he's been like very stone faced for this and I've I've tried to I think I already know some of it, but you know, use your use your imaginations, people. I was gonna guess Protect, but maybe I'm wrong. Now that I look at it more. <clears throat> I don't know. I'll guess Protect. You don't have to answer that. But do you find it harder to put your own personal flair on the Balisong? Because I feel like that's a your options are so limited on what you can do with the Balisong that actually Yeah, like, I mean it's a very basic uh, design that you you know the, the canvas are the handles and, and the blade style. But unless you're going for something where it is like, uh, I've seen Bali songs that have, you know, like a, a, a very angular uh, close up mm-hmm. and different blade shapes, it is, it is very limited, but it is the strongest folding knife. Mm-hmm. True. Because of the two handles and the two pivots. You that know. I don't know if so, anyone uses them for their lock strength, but no, no one ever, you know, no one's ever going to use this to cut like a hundred boxes. I don't yeah. think. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think I've ever seen anyone cut anything with a balisong ever. Yeah, that's probably true. I had that uh, Marfione Tachyon three. It was awful to cut things with. It's truly useless. 
But they're fun to flip and look yeah, it was cool a nice, it. it was a nice knife to play with. Angelina Jolie has them. <laughs> How yeah. long is that clip going to be dragged out for? <laughs> it's already like twenty years old, and we're still getting it. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's a thing. There's not much else to go on in the knife community. If Angelina Jolie has anything to say about yeah, knives, can, I mean, that's what we can get because that's the, as good as we're going to get. The guy Joe who, Rogan is the is is the current ambassador and. He don't know much about knives. I, I mean, what about, about the the guy who played Leon in the Fast and Furious who became a knife maker after? I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I he, do know that. His acting but... career didn't take off. Yeah. Um. Well, who's that? I don't know. He's he's a nobody. Really. His name is Johnny. I know that. Yeah. I will get back to. Oh, him. is it like Johnny? Like yes, like Blade Blade Magazine did like a an article on him. Yeah, and then he disappeared. Yeah, I don't think any of his stuff is available. I was following on Instagram for a bit, and then he sort of tapered off. Johnny Strong, what a name! Yeah. Yes, because he started posting videos of him doing Soundgarden covers. Because now, of course, he's a, a musician. Yeah, I can't even find reference to his knife making anymore. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> there we go. There's our celebrity knife maker. How great! That, that is really a bad example, Dave. I know. It's the first one that comes to mind, man. What happened to Leon? We never found out. Um, oh I, I want to say that uh, I saw an image from... What's the freaking movie with The Rock? Um, Jake, do you remember I sent you that image of The Rock from a movie? And he's he had his... Like he's in a movies, yeah. Listen, guys. It was, the, it was a natural disaster movie, I think. Oh. And it was relatively recent because he was... Was that Over like the 600 San pound of muscle San Andreas? Per San Andreas. Okay, no, it wasn't San Andreas. I think it was the one with the monsters. Oh, based <laughs> the one on the based on the video game. 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 Yeah. Rampage. 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 All right. So, in in the image that I saw, he had a spider co attached to his uh, uh, whatever it was. It was in the wrong place. No one puts the knife there. Oh, it's the same as in The Walking Dead when they had the, cl- the knife clipped to the outside of the pocket. Yes, this guy had yeah. he had it clipped to like one of the straps that he had. Yeah, yeah he had like a messenger chest. bag type deal, and it was on yeah. the strap that went across his shoulder, maybe. And I was That's I'm wild. in another group text, and everyone's like, "What is that knife?" And I identified it immediately because I own that knife thanks to Jake. It was the Spiderco Euro Edge. Wow! How oh. random. Is that of all things to make it into a movie? Yeah, the Spider-Co Euro Edge was Amazing. not one I thought was going to get on the big screen. Huh. You know what? Brian's just sad because it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to ponder this all night. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Oh. <laughs> You're not going to be yeah, able to sleep and... tonight anyway. You know, it's probably because like some one of the guys had it on them, and they're like, "Oh, you need a knife on you to make this look like more legit." And, and that did. guy in presumably Los Angeles happened to be carrying a Spider-Co Euro Edge. Right, but, and he was working on set, you know, with, on that movie. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take this one. I think – I have another theory. I think someone working for the movie and the costume design it's like, oh, yeah, he needs to have a knife on him. And they went to uh, – they searched the internet Blade for – Blade HQ. Blade HQ or something like that, and they typed in – knives and they saw that one and were like oh that one looks mean and they ordered one i don't know could it's be. Not cool. it could be it's not important yeah. i don't know why i want to talk about it 
the rock had a euro edge. That's not the right character. That's really stupid. Leon's only line is, "Go home, pizza boy. Roads closed. More than you can afford, pal." Ferrari. Pizza boy, find another way home. That's the exact quote. And <laughs> on that amazing piece of cinema. <laughs> well, uh, you almost had, I almost had you. You never even had your car. Uh, we're just going to do Fast and Furious quotes now? Next yeah, time I, I, I see you guys, I'll be repeating that line. And, you know, <laughs> you should. Uh, hey, uh, You can have any beer you want as long as it's a, long corona. it's a Corona. I was trying to think of a way to like make one of these about knives, but it's not coming to me. You can have any knife you want as long as it's a Spider-Co Euro Edge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's better. All right, we're done then. Um, did we cover the whole catalog? Yeah. I feel like there was more in there. There's there are more. There were the... at least 72 knives in that catalog. There were 9 to 10 knives in that catalog. <laughs> there were like 14 or 15. That's... Way more than I than Dave just said. I said nine to ten. I was oh yeah because other the other ones were the Warrior Two with the right, right, machine right. and, and Johnny, the Johnny oh, yeah, Strong yeah. Johnny Strong appears to still have a product available on his website, and it is a spiked nook. Can we use our Patreon money to get it? Oh my god! Made of three sixteen stainless steel. This is a lightweight quote keychain. These are made to ow God cat. Speaking of cats. Eating you have a Jesus. Cat, That's Jake. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you have a cat. How can you not fucking tell the difference between the two of those, Leon? All you guys all sound sound the the I don't think he knows any of us. <laughs> I don't know any of you guys. I mean, nobody ever I'm knows Dave, so we don't feel bad about that. <laughs> this is the first time I'm on this podcast. How am I supposed to know your voice? And it will definitely be the last time. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> Wait, guys, this this knuck is only $150, but it's handmade oh, by Johnny. And he's Strong. also I think he's also uh selling his original music on this website too. Guys, this is not looking good. This is a very sad story. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, Talk about a fall from grace. Mm. And supporting it's supporting all pegging porn. That's it's it's not as it's not as bad as Paul Walker's fall from grace. Don't you dare. Oh. Don't you dare. Oh. I, I love will. Paul. I, I love I love Paul Walker. That's I was the greatest boy I've ever in, the, in my life. In the yes, yes, we love you, Paul Walker. Um. Anyway, uh. So the other knives <laughs> were the. Saw, I just saw this eating tool thing. Nice nut, Dave. <laughs> what? Where did you post it? He posted on his Instagram. Instagram. You you posted something on Instagram, Dave? What's, what's I, the occasion? I, I might have posted something on Instagram. I might it's not. It's tool, but it says eat an ass. Eat an ass. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. I tag CRKT in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't wait to get the CND. Isn't there also a new eating tool in the... Uh... Yes, there is. It's a titanium one. It's all titanium, and it's... Oh, yeah. And, really it's, and, it's, and it's still not going to get you laid. Oh, no. Totally not. Women are going to be like, oh, what the hell do I want this thing for? Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Because they're not. They won't want them for their yogurt or quinoa or whatever it is. That... Can I Can I tell you about the names of the albums that he's released? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You cannot. On that, on that note. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, are they good? Are they good? Atlantic. No, they're probably not uh, good. Let's see. Uh, the the first one, the band name is Fly, and the albums are Bomb Threat, Before She Blows, and Lick My Neck, Good Sleep. Wait, what was that last one? Lick My, Lick neck. my neck, Good Sleep? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Brian, then, I know you've been in some sort of creative lull lately, trying to figure out what you're going to do Maybe listen to that album. But maybe that's the yeah. album that's really going to push you over the edge, and yeah. you're going to really be inspired by that one. Yeah, something tells me no. Mm, you're probably right. Mm. I want to listen to this stuff now. We don't want to listen mm-hmm. to that. That's going to be the outro music. There's zero chance we'll ever get a uh, copyright violation on that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about I don't think he has the money. He'd be but... so excited that someone gave him some attention. Lick my... I'm going to see if Speaking I can Speaking get... of people Lick giving money, sleep. let's pay one of our bills. Go for it. This episode of the Knife Nuts podcast is brought to you in part by PVK Vegas. PVK has been selling knives on the internet since 1996. They are the largest microtech dealer in the United States, specialize in automatics and balisongs, and have a strong selection of high-end customs. Visit their showroom on the Las Vegas Strip, a five-minute walk from the USN show. Use coupon code KNIFENUTS for 5% off your order. You know, you know what? How long before we have to pull that ad because of their competing podcast? That is true. How does this mm. work? Yeah. Bladeology podcast. Mm. Shout I, I out know, to them, I, I guess? I realize we're giving them a shout out now. Yes. Because we, we like them. I just used the Knife Nuts podcast coupon code. It was really weird getting your own sticker in the mail. Pr- and you're probably only <laughs> the third person to use it. Hey, I got that microtech. I was happy with it. So I they definitely were, am jealous of that microtech. They were the only ones that had the satin finish one. So shout out to what? Jeremiah and everyone at PVK. Did you, the guy did you wearing have, the vest. Did you? Oh, yeah. Wow. They got some characters working there, huh? I don't know, Chris. It must be slow for Chris Angel these days. <laughs> yeah. He makes the knives levitate, and that's that's how he got the job. <laughs> Jeremiah was so impressed. You're like, you're in, bro. You're in. <laughs> now make these knives disappear. Into people's pockets. Into people's pockets. And then make the money come out of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's good, the knife? Oh, it's fantastic, but... Um, did that you ever have one of the vintage versions? How different is it from that? No, I never I never had one of the vintage versions. I had a SOCOM Delta. It is better made than the SOCOM Delta was. I have a sure. Delta. I still have a Delta. My SOCOM Delta was pretty good, but I'll, I'll go into the more detail on this one next I episode. Had, I had, yeah, and I had one. I Jake, I had one, right? A vintage-y one? Jake? Mm, SOCOM. Elite. SOCOM. Com. Not elite. It would be a SOCOM. It would just have been a SOCOM back then. Yeah, it was. That was super, super clean, and that had uh, a fantastic remember? action. Remember how? Yeah, the action was good, but the the clearance between the blade and frames when it was closed was like like the Ryu, you know, like the Shar Knife Co. Uh, yeah, Ryu. It was really impressive. Yeah, it was very Ooh. cool. I will. I will go with it out. I will go on at length about how much I like this one in a later date. Yeah, I, oh, I've guys, actually I had found a lot of music. Stop! <laughs> We're Here's off the cheek. Here is Soul Crusher from 2007. It is crushing my soul. I wish we had a nice nuts podcast drop I could play over this. <laughs> oh man, I think we have a new theme song. 
No one would know. He would never notice if we used it. Uh, turn it off. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, I've got one thing to say to you. This ain't it, cheat. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy, it's like. Wait, he just sounds like Chris Cornell. Yeah, he's trying. Oh to my god. That is such a bad audio slave ripoff. Yeah. Holy Turn shit. Turn it off. I'm just gonna mute Jake. That's all for the solution. Yeah, just mute, mute Jake. Come on, it won't mute. There Cut him go. off. Yeah. Alright, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, all there's right. music video. We're gonna we're gonna delve into that one later. Tell the bonus content, you can write a review of it. <laughs> Maybe I'll read some lyrics. Let's see. No. No. We have lyrics? Why, why don't we wrap it up so that Jake can't can we, do that? Can we mute Jake? Just mute Jake during the outro. He's just okay. going to sound like a dying cat anyway. No, I want to hear him do that because that's... Why do you still like that? It's the best part of the whole podcast, man. Oh. What are you talking about? Leon, is there anything else no. you would like to say to our listeners? Um, I want to thank them I for guess... if they have supported my work over the last five years or even beyond that when I was... Just doing custom collaborations. And, you know, I listen to feedback. So if you write to me and you write a constructive criticism, I will take it into consideration. I read them all. And, uh, you know, as long as it's not something silly or stupid, uh, I will definitely, uh, you know, read it. And then, uh, you know, go for it. So, guys, don't send me anything stupid like, you know, what LeBron <laughs> and these guys would do now. But, uh, you know, if it was something that you actually said, like, this would make your product better, yeah, I would I would let, definitely like to know about it. Well, we really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. It's been something that we wanted to do for a while, and we're all collectively big fans of yours, and we Absolutely. like you as a human being, so we were happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Did you and, have uh, fun? Yeah. I mean, all this is its kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. That's the reaction I want. It is kind of weird. Think, think of it as a learning experience. Now you know what a Monroe transfer is. Um, oh you know to God. use more pasta you in the next couple of I can almost distinguish Brian from Jake. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the next time I, I, will, I will actually know who is talking. You know, I'm the angry one. He's the one that rambles. Yeah, that's pretty much like I okay. would notice the difference. That's true. I'm Levon. <laughs> In your dreams. <laughs> In your dreams. Um, oh my god. We also want to thank all of our patrons uh, on Patreon again yes. for everything. We hope that uh, Geronimo enjoys his uh, what yeah. do we giveaway again? The Pelican. Pelican. Yep. Um, and can I say something serious real quick before we end? And this is actually. Serious. I also have something serious after that too. So what's okay? Well, then you should really do your going. serious thing first. No, no, no. Mine's you go first. Okay. Well, I think you should probably go first, Dave. I was just gonna say rest in peace to. Charlie Mike, uh, yeah. Matt Freeman, who unfortunately passed away in, I think, late December, early January. Also, uh, custom knife maker, LB Knives. His name was Lee. He also did. Uh, and fuck Will Moon. He can suck well, a dick. Very, yes. He definitely uh, did some stupid shit. Yep. But I hope yes, people I, haven't forgotten about that. I mean, it's not been a good year for, for the knife community so far. Um, 
And for myself, um, you know, I want to dedicate this episode to my father. Uh, I want to thank everyone for their well wishes that I've received over the past month. And thank you for sticking with us. Uh, even though we, we haven't been producing as much content as we would have liked to in the past month, we hope to make that up to you. And thank you all again. Absolutely. Rest in peace. Are we off? Yes. Oh. Jake, play us out with the weird mood rotor. I did it for everybody. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. Let stop recording. Because <laughs> it's always Jake. But Jake, I'm sorry, I unfairly. Oh my god. Listen, I got it half a second. I got to go tell my son he can't play drums right now. <laughs> I can hear him perfectly. Yo, he's practicing his double bass. I can hear him. Yeah, was, I mean, it sounded good to me. Tell him only blast beats. Jake, turn your gain up. Yeah, Jake, now you're too quiet. All right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out which gives less background noise. I'm trying to figure out who this goddamn echo is from. Okay. From Leong Ma. He doesn't nope, it's again. Brian. I used the echo cancellation feature and it's gone now.
Which is odd because Brian was wearing headphones. I think. You think? I don't think so. Maybe not yet. Maybe not. Leong, are you there? Uh, he he is in in it, and his audio goes up a tiny. Somebody. All right. Fell. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Brian. <laughs> this is already turning out to be great. I missed you all. Um, do you have a way of communicating directly with Leon? Because I don't yeah. know if he's hearing us. It's called telepathy. <laughs> Straight we ESP. can't hear you. <laughs> yep. I could hear Leon before. Um, I heard him for like a, a split second. And he sounded like a timid child. I think that was Jake you're talking about. No, that's just that's just that's just what Jake sounds like at this point. <laughs> now I don't know if Jake's here. I'm here. I feel like I need like verbal confirmation from everybody, like every fifteen seconds to make sure they're still alive. I, I got green on my on my swiggles. Yeah, you're good. You could probably don't have afford to turn it up. God, let, me, let me go and test some. No! God dang. Oh. What the fuck was that? That sounded like Aaron, but like to the extreme. Extreme Aaron. <clears throat> I think maybe Leong Ma had an unfortunate air fryer incident. <laughs> does he? Does he was showing me these rotisserie ring wings that he. Uh, does he have a Bluth family cornballer? That's the second time the Bluth family cornballer came up today. No, that's impossible, dude. You're <laughs> freaking me the fuck out. That, I thought that was a pretty esoteric reference. Well, oh not really, my but... god, why? Why? Do you not like Arrested Development? No, I love Arrested oh, okay. Development, but I don't need the Blue Family <laughs> Cornballer coming up twice in one day. Yeah, I don't know. It's, Come on. It's that's where my brain goes to with people burning themselves <laughs> with appliances. It's kind of strange. I actually watched, uh, you know, my Binging with Babish. You watch Binging with Babish. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, making cornballs. And he had Sean Evans pretend to burn himself. It was pretty funny. I've seen that one. What was that? Was that some sort of that Yeti? might have been Jake. Nope. I think that was Leon. Oh. It does sound Leon. like there might be a cornball incident. Did you hear a chair fall? And yeah, like, like a, man, a chair a being dragged across the floor. Oh, God. We killed him. Oh, no, that's good. That's Leon. Oh. Are, are you alive, Leon? Blink twice. We can't see you, but just do it anyway. If you're alive, say Warrior 2. Warrior 2. But I just have to... <laughs> hey! I'm like, <clears throat> expecting that to work. I didn't either. Phone is like so low for some reason. Uh, yeah. You, you sound good now, though. So. Okay. I, I found how to use my microphone. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh my oh, god. Oh, the echo. The echo. <laughs> Ding. Oh no. Your echo is. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. Oh, well. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me put the echo cancellation on Leon. That boss in space. Wait. And of course, you know, I have like extra sets of like. Earbuds and of course, and I look all over my house and I can't find it right now. 
how very professional of you. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, when you sent me that synopsis of what I needed to do to, to be on this podcast. <laughs> what? Did you actually do that? Or? No, no he's, he's making fun of me because I gave him no synopsis. I was like, we're recording tonight, you asshole. Oh. Yeah, if it helps, I didn't know that you were going to be on until about three hours ago either. Oh, oh my God, that's awesome. That's that's a great planning. We run a tight ship here. I, I could tell. I could tell that. I could tell that. It's more it was like a complete a, surprise. It's more like a just a little schooner <clears throat> with a hole in the back of it. I literally found out from Levon's Instagram post that you were going to be on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I found out a lot of stuff from Levon, Levon's Instagram that I should have heard about prior. <laughs> Jake's still this, miniature. Jake still sounds like he's a very tiny person. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, oh, right, what's on, going on, on with that? Wait. Okay, here's my That's perfect. All the perfect. way up. That's perfect. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. And there's no hissing or anything? No, no. it's perfect. Because you have a insane. dynamic mic and the rest of us are stuck with shitty cardioid mics. Or I'm going to get, we should all get mics. Leong Ma should take off his diving apparatus because that's what he L sounds like. Listen, what do you mean we should all get mics? You just, you told me, I asked you what fucking mic to get. You told me get this blue fucking ballish uh -huh. piece of shit, and now you're telling me I gotta get something else? No, yeah, we're evolving. You, you see how that is? That's for season three in 2020. This is <laughs> season three, you I ass clown. My replacement can fucking worry about that. The podcast's over. There's no season three. This is the last season. You think? Oh my god. As long as it's not it's not the last episode. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We should just cut this whole shit. I mean, 2019 is going to be the worst year in ever in Knives. So, but let's not get too far into that before we start the podcast. Why, why are you saying that? Because it's just a garbage year. First month in, I'm already calling it. It's the worst this year. Is, year of year of the. You just put all his eggs in one basket, and now you're telling them there's going to be a yeah. year for Knives. I know, right? Sure. Leong just debuted an entire catalog, and, Leong, you're, today, and you're already saying the it's the worst year of Knives. No, that's exactly. why I'm glad you're on, Leong, because you're the only one that has a decent lineup this year. Your lineup what? is well, who, did you, who else did you look at? Every, literally everything at SHOT Show is terrible except for your knives. Oh, I, I, I love hearing that, but I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure that's not true. ZT, yeah. Benchmade, Spiderco, who else? Uh, David. Kershaw. David. What? Save it for the recording. It's already recording. All right. So is this bonus material? I guess. Just what's a, yeah, let's introduce the episode then. All right. So can we go over like a little thing? Like, oh, that's probably a better idea. Yeah, yeah. let's go over a thing. Um, we have a lot to cover, Leon. I uh, hope you'll join in with the shot show discussion. I'm hunting in the name of all this holy. That was someone trying to call me on Hangouts. You should no, not Hangouts. A regular call. Oh, well, why don't you uh, shut your phone up then? <laughs> Or answer it. Do something. Okay, it's going to be on silent. It's not me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, right. now it's on silent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If okay. we can just carry this momentum through the whole episode, that would be great for me. Yes. Well, okay. I think it's... I think we're all feeling okay. I think that could happen today. This is going to be a silly episode. Are you all, are you all together by any chance? No, Literally none of, none of us, us are together. Okay. Okay. You're not like all sitting in one room, like, you <laughs> no. know. 
huddled around like, a singular microphone, like yeah. like passing passing uh, the 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 thing around, you know, a joint around. Oh, um, sounds good yeah. to me. We would have invited you. I would have to fly all the way up there, but you know, yeah, everywhere we're, we're all in disparate locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, we want to talk about Shot Show. We want to talk about Leong Ma. Um, and we want to talk about, even if we don't have to reference SHOT Show because now it's fucking February, mm-hmm. we want to talk about some upcoming stuff. I mean, there's, I don't know. Let's just see where the conversation goes. I think I'll just be happy to be getting an episode out after this. I don't, I don't think we can miss all of SHOT Show. <laughs> it might not be a good idea to completely skip that whole shit. It's mm. kind of no, that's deal. true. And we'll talk about it in, in, in context to Leong Ma yeah. because this was his first SHOT Show. Yeah. Also, well, even though I've been there for the last like nine years, this is the first time I've set up. Yeah. Right. Also, your modern Neanderthal podcast episode is like gone to the sands of time. So. What? Yeah. If we have to ask you some background questions again, be prepared. Well, oh, I want him to God. talk about. I want him to talk about himself. So yes, how he got yeah. into this shit. So yeah, because people have all forgotten about that except me, because that was a great, great episode. But okay. You guys don't know how it started. What Doesn't matter. I, I know how you start. I, I remember it. It involves being a pastry chef, but well, that. But you know, it's like uh, I think I was just explaining it to some guy. Uh, well, why don't? Well, don't explain it now. Uh, uh, We're uh, gonna uh, be doing a thing. Okay. It doesn't matter thought, whether or not we know. I thought he started uh, off his career in pegging porn. Pegging. <laughs> that's what it was. Hey, that's real What's popular pegging? these days. Uh, that's that's where the name Warrior Two came from. What's pegging? I almost send him soda Someone just send him a link. Don't do it, because this is going to turn into the Monroe Transfer 2.0. I'm going to have to his, sit through these fucking jokes all day, every day. Yeah, they ain't funny. funny. So, Levon, you do the intro, and someone send Leong a, a link to what pegging is, and we'll go from there. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, Jake, you probably have it in your history, so why don't you just grab that real quick? <laughs> you know, I, I have enough trouble in that cat, cat, cat department as it is. I don't, I don't know what that it. means, but I like it. Oh my god! <laughs> is is that you saw? Like? It, it means no. I did. Oh, okay. This this isn't even bonus content. This is going to be the beginning of the episode now. All right, shall we? Uh, shall we do the intro? Levon, do the yeah. damn intro. Yeah, you're the one that that's holding us up. All right.